What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 75 of the Taste Cast, our weekly podcast where we talk about things, react to things, do a bunch of random shit. My name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. And returning from BrokenDowlRadio.com, a uh, friend of the channel, uh, Paul. How's it going, Paul? Good. How's it going? Good. Uh, we were currently or recently just talking about um, chairs and uh, what, what else did we just talk about? I don't know. That was kind of a roller coaster of conversation yeah. there. Yeah, we had a lot of problems before getting into this. So, uh, yeah. but uh, welcome MIDI, back, MIDI controllers. Good MIDI controllers. Yeah. Uh, good to have you back. And, yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Yeah. Uh, quick reminder to play Destiny 2 and God of War 3. Both are for free on PlayStation Plus. Make sure to play those. Come back at the end of the month for Plus Club. Let us know what we thought of those games. We'll let you know what we thought of them. And our game of the month this month is Deep Rock Galactic. Make sure to play that as well. Come back at the end of the month. We will talk about that also. We also have a Discord link down below if you want to talk to us anytime, all the time. And uh, we are on Spotify, iTunes, and other podcast platforms. If you'd prefer to listen to us, and if you're listening to us and you want to watch us, come to YouTube at Tasty Loot Gaming and uh, check out our faces. Um, and yeah, so uh, with every taste cast, we typically start with what we've been playing. And uh, yeah, who wants to start? Uh, I have a real short list, so it'll be easy. Yeah, do that. Uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, which I mostly hopped in and kind of pointed at stuff. I was like, hey, Chris, run here, run here, run here. And then uh, we killed some stuff, and that was 14 for for the week. So not not too exciting there. Sounds pretty exciting. And then uh, Destiny 2, kind of been playing that. I can't obviously talk about it too much because it, it's one of our games for uh, PlayStation Plus. But uh, that is the reason I've been playing that, uh, among actually you know the fact that the game constantly gives you loot, and that is something we talk about. As our main hook at this channel anyways, so mm. it has kind of kept me occupied. Definitely. That's my list. Um, Chris, what are you been playing? Uh, uh, Final Fantasy XIV and Destiny. All right. This is going to be a trend here. <laughs> a, a game that, that that's real exciting things happened in and another game we can't talk about too much yet. I, I did play a bit of Warcraft, too. Um, okay. Just updated that the first uh, raid is out. Wait, you're playing Warcraft 2? No, no. Warcraft like, as well. Oh, as well. Gotcha. I was like, damn, that's old school, dog. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> But they added the first raid, and uh, I believe the first world PvP like kind of like resource race thing. I'm not quite sure because I haven't really delved too deep into it. But mm. those are those are new things. How are you liking it? Um, it's okay. There's a little more um, focus on like PvP styled like gameplay. It's not necessarily PvP. You, you play against like bots for a lot of it, but uh, it's not my uh, not my favorite so far. Hmm. Have you been playing like continually over the years, or did you just like jump into it? For um, this? I, I I do kind of like this off and on thing. Like it's like meth, where I like I do it for a long time, and then I take a quick break. I'm like, no, I'm clean, I'm clean, I'm clean, and then I get addicted again. Might as well try it one more time. Yeah, one more time. It's not gonna hurt. I, yeah. I want one hit, one hit. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. That's my Rocket League right there. <laughs> you still playing that? Uh, I try it every time I get out. They keep sucking me back in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That old fucking story. <laughs> it's Warframe for me. Anytime I go back to that game, I'm like, oh, I love this game. Um, yeah. So, uh, what, what, what were you thinking about Destiny Two so far, Chris? Without going too far into it. Um, it is very reminiscent for me. Uh oh. Uh oh. I saw it in your eyes too. There was this deadness in your eyes when you said that. It's like you're remembering <laughs> the time you you someone failed you. <laughs> Not necessarily in a bad way, but it, it does bring like an old 
flashbacks for me. PTSD. Man, I you feel are that. Yeah, staring off into the distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel it. Um, and Final Fantasy fourteen. anything worth mentioning? Um, I am very confused and lost. In, in life? Confused. What about fourteen? Um, <laughs> <laughs> there's just... The, uh, I've been gone for... I don't know how long, but a good chunk of time. At least a, about a year, I'd say. Yeah. So there's, that's a lot of content to catch up on in a short amount of time. So it's very daunting. Yeah, I, and I had I had to go through that myself here recently. And then patch four point four is coming out, and they're going to start talking about the expansion in that patch. So I mean, there's a lot of catch up to do there. That is the worst thing, and not in a negative sense, but it's the worst thing about MMOs is like when you've been gone for a while and you come back because if you can get over that hump, like you're great. But like it's always almost like a hindrance of like, man, I gotta, I, I'm gonna hop back in. I'm gonna, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. And like, anytime I hop back into any MMO, like every time I hop back into Neverwinter, uh, there's new content. There's been new content for a long time. I already got to max level when the base game came out. And when I come back, I'm like, I'm not doing this again. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> like they did this to me. I'm like, I'm not I'll, doing that. I'll say I got it all figured out and, and I was caught up, uh, for the most part with the exception of like the actual main story itself, mm-hmm. uh, in like a week. So that's pretty quick. Uh, yeah, my my uh, challenge right now is that the minimum item level for the next dungeon is 435, and I'm at 431 or something like that. So I'm like, I have to squeeze out a couple more. God, you saying those numbers? I'm just look. I'm, I can see my character sheet in fucking uh, Destiny 2 right now. I'm fucking <laughs> the character menu. I'm just thinking of my gear rank right now, or yeah. what is that called? Item level. Yeah. Light yeah. level. Like yeah, light thank level you. in that thank game, you. but yeah, yeah. It, it's item level in every yeah. game. Yeah, it's all the same shit. <laughs> all the same shit. I've just been looking at Thanks. that for a week. Diablo two. Yeah. yeah, that's one thing that drives me nuts too. Is anytime I look up stuff for that game, like everybody calls it D two, which makes complete sense. But whenever I see that, I always just think of Diablo two because mm. forever that will be D two to me. But or yeah. fucking uh, Mighty Ducks. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. Anything else you've been been playing? No. All right. All right. Good list. Uh. Okay. So I have been continuing Dead by Daylight. Um. Still playing that. Right now, though, not as much as I would like to. Um. Doing more so like daily stuff. Kill this person or kill with this person this many times. Hit the hit this many times with a chainsaw. So it's still fun. Um definitely like it uh played the new spider-man a little bit um very impressed with it so far um i think it's the closest i've ever seen a comic book video game allow you to feel like that superhero in day-to-day life i i I, in fact i can't think of any superhero game that has even attempted to do that most of the games are just like you're superman fly around here's the bad guy beat their ass you're Spider-Man, swing around, punch people, all that shit. You know, that's most of the time. Any Wolverine game is just like, kill everything. <laughs> and you're just like, Wah! and you start just slicing people up. But uh, in this, um, the narrative mixed with like the city and being able to even like hit like square when you look at people and you like point at them and say stuff to them. And people are like, oh my God, it's Spider-Man. Like you'll walk through a crowd and people are like, oh my God. And they're like taking pictures and shit. Um, there's a really cool factor to it that just allows you to feel like you're you know even when you're not doing a mission you're still spider-man you're still doing that 
I've been playing playing that too. I uh, mm-hmm. just started playing it today. And the other thing about that is like you do like your actual like um, Peter Parker day job stuff as well, which or, is like, really cool. And like, you're like not able to web swing. You're just like walking around and like mm-hmm. uh, talking to people and whatnot which kind of grounds it more in reality for me at least. Yeah, it brings it brings Spider-Man as a character like to life because you're also playing as Peter Parker like even I, I've played the game for maybe like an hour or two, so I'm not very far into it. But uh even in the beginning when you're uh you know working on I'm going to keep it vague for anyone who doesn't want to hear about the story, but um when you're you know trying to uh, repair some machinery that's broken, it was kind of cool like doing something that wasn't Spider-Man related. It, it makes the character feel more alive and um it, it, i don't know i i really like the way they went with it um i haven't really seen it um done i also appreciate the emphasis on you're not a dude with superpowers who's just beaten the bad guys you're a hero you're a superhero which is something that i think a lot of people kind of skip over in these kind of games because there's parts where like people are trapped under like uh debris and shit and you're like trying to lift it and like you're telling them like, okay, I'm going to lift this it's really fucking heavy. Once I lift it, you guys need to get the hell out of here. Like just if you can walk, help other people. If you can't, you know, just you got to get out of here. And then you fucking lift and they like run off. They're like, thank you, blah, blah, blah. And like it, uh, it feels more like you're a superhero, not just like I got to go, you know, beat up the bad guy. That's really cool. And, and it's funny because when you started talking about that part, I'm going to jump to anime real quick. Sorry. But <laughs> In my hero, people Academia, in the community who uh, who appreciate that. Uh, the 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 arc they're in right now, they're they're learning how to be heroes, and they just had to do a course where they had to learn how to like rescue people from debris and stuff like that. So it was really funny. You were kind of bringing that up. It's like mm-hmm. that anime was also trying to like cover that part of heroes. Like, hey, it's not just about beating the bad guys. It's also about like you know doing these things. It's just and taking, small stuff yeah. like that. Just adds it reminds you that you're here to save people. Mm. You're not like, you're not John Wick. You're not walking this building to just That's kill everybody. Bad. That'd be dope. <laughs> make that game. Make that game. He ain't saving shit. He's just, well, he's saving people when he tells them they can go home. Um, they're like, thank you. And they leave. Um, but uh, just those small things. Cause like a lot of superhero games, I'm always used to like, you walk in the building. They're like, Oh man, they must be doing something bad in here. And then all the guys are like, it's fuck it's Batman. And they come running at you and just beat their ass. And then you run into Killer Croc, and he's like, I fucking hate you. And you're like, I don't give a shit. And then you fight him, and that's it. And it's like, okay, I mean, that was cool to see that guy and kill him, but that's it. So Spider-Man definitely, you could tell these guys are, like, really enthusiastic with the property. You know, they're not making a Marvel Cinematic Universe game tie-in. They're making something for people who like Spider-Man, and it's right. awesome. Um you have anything else you want to say on that, uh, Paul? Yeah, no, I mean, I'm, I'm really liking the game so far. I'm probably like three or four hours into it, mm-hmm. um, so just a little bit of time. But it feels really good. The web swinging is awesome. Um, it, uh, that's probably the most important part of it. Definitely. Like you, were, like you were saying, just kind of, um, it's not like this game is really doing anything like boldly that no other game has done. It does, like the combat feels Batman reminiscent, but a little bit faster and uh the combat area is bigger because you can web swing around and things like that. Mm. Um, but it's really good too. It's like, I, I didn't hate Batman combat. It was probably the best like superhero style combat that before this game. Yeah. Um, defined uh like group combat for a lot of games for a long time. So, and even though I kind of agree, like I wasn't super in love with it. I mean, it was neat. And I think this game does do it very similar, but 
in its own way for sure yeah it's like um obviously spider-man stories have been going on for fucking ever there's been like multiple new origin stories and this game doesn't seem to focus on that he's like already like a semi-grown-up spider-man like he's out of college and everything like that and he's just like um doing his daily spider-man stuff as well as his real life stuff like he's already broken up with mary jane and, and some other things like that i don't mm. want to spoil too much that's not a spoiler at all i really appreciate um, that they skipped that that whole origin story aspect like he's like referencing like oh back in high school i'm like thank you thank you yeah. that we're past that <laughs> but um but everybody knows that story is- there is one thing that I thought was really like they have a, a lot of like references to the Spider-Man universe that um, they've switched some of the stuff up and like people will get some of the jokes and stuff like that. But I really like that uh, J. Jonah Jameson is now like a podcasting like conspiracy theorist. He like, reminds me uh, of Alex Jones. Jones yeah. yeah. And oh, God. It's, like uh, you can unsubscribe from his podcast. That's how they call it to turn off his like every now and then he pops up on the radio and whatnot. But I think it's hilarious. Mm. And uh, I don't know. I think it's a really fun game. Um um, I, f- I feel like the story's uh, good so far, but I don't really know where the twists are coming yet or anything like that. But definitely, uh, definitely gonna keep checking it out. There's a lot of things you could do in that game, though, like as far as collectibles and. Apparently, there's well. like thirty or forty outfits or something, yeah. maybe even more. A lot of them are really dope looking too. Yeah, it's crazy, and I guess they all have their own like ability or something property to them. Yeah, and not only that, um if you unlock it like you don't need to have that one for that power like you can use any of the suits you've unlocked power with any of the suits like, oh pick cool your power from the list. i say insomniac so. games is you know they uh ratchet and clank all the weapons are yeah. ridiculous you know what i mean so that's that's the thing man they really had fun with this game you can tell like you know they want this game first off to, like they're not going like this needs to be believable and grounded like they're like this is spider-man it's gonna be fucking fun they're, we're gonna put all that shit you you wanted from the older spider-man games different costumes that's definitely gonna be in this but we're gonna add you know 2018 modern mechanics and and fucking you know abilities which makes it more interesting give you a sense of progression you know skill trees stuff like that um and one thing you said that i completely agree with is i think the most crucial thing for this game is the is the web slinging it has to feel good and it feels awesome it's idiot proof too though because if you fly into a building he, he it looks the animation's so good he'll just like run against the building or run up the building like there's no way to fuck up really um aside from you know wasting time so to there's get no somewhere. weird like stutters it just keeps no you don't like that. slam into the building or like he doesn't glitch <laughs> out or something like he'll literally the, there's You're so many different like... animations um, there, there, are, there are some chasing missions and things like that where you do want to make sure you're doing you're not doing that kind of thing mm-hmm. but as it's like i was looking ahead in the tech tree and whatnot because you can unlock a bunch of stuff and it seems like a lot of that stuff actually makes up for some of the mess ups you may have and stuff like that yeah like extra web boost or whatever the hell they call it there, you know? yeah there's a whole tree just for web web slinging i think which yeah. i saw in there um you do tricks one of the things you unlock you just do tricks for fun oh really yeah i would say they they already have a lot of animations for when you're swinging like he'll just be like just like turning in the air while he's swinging and just like moving weird and shit as you're going like he's not just doing this the whole time and it's really cool to watch especially when you fly real low over cars and you can hear like the sound design's really good because as you fly by it's like and like you can just hear him driving it's really neat although it's too early, so I didn't I didn't put it on Twitter and at them. But I was walking by traffic, and all the cars had no one in them. 
and they're all driving. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's creepy. 2018, man. It's all driving cars. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> driving With no one no anywhere. One. Yeah. They're, they're just doing it because they can. They're all testing right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's just Elon Musk's city. Um, eventually, they all popped in. So I'm like, okay, there they are. But it was a good, like, minute that I was just, like, watching these cars drive by. I was like, ugh, this is Didn't want to render. Yeah. And I was staying right next to one of those... Um, and I was impressed by this too. This dude was flipping a sign for whatever business, you know, those guys you see on the mm-hmm. street who are just like doing the fucking kick flips and shit with a sign. <laughs> um, I remember one time I was on the bus and one guy was talking to his friend and he's like, Oh, what you been up to, man? He's like, Oh, I've, I've been flipping signs, bro. And he's like, flipping signs. He's like, yeah, dude, it's a good job. Pays good. And he's like, Oh, that's, that's cool. And he's like, you're learning the tricks. He's like, dude, I have this other guy who's been mentoring me. He's like, I've been learning all the tricks. Do I learn how to do this? And you start naming off these things. I'm like, is this a real cultural? Like, <laughs> is that a group of people that exist? Next year at the X Games, sign flipping. I mean, that's cool. You're making money doing that, I guess. But I was like, damn, that's a whole section of people I had no, no idea, idea existed. Yeah. So anyway, in Spider-Man, a fake <laughs> world. You were talking about somebody who came into in the game. Like Spider-Man walked up to a, dude, a sign spinner and was asking him about it. And... <laughs> No, it was it was real life that I that I saw that. Um, but so I appreciate that way more because of that conversation. But um, I see a fluffy puppy. I see I see a pup or two. Oh yeah, Atlas. Oh. Chris is stoked. <laughs> puppy. Um. Apparently, I'll just sit over here. Put it. Put him on the camera. Um. Yeah, so in Spider-Man, I'm, I'm watching these cars drive by, and they're just completely empty. And I'm standing next to this guy, and he's like, huh, huh, and he's just, I'm like looking over him. He's swinging a sign, too, and he's doing all the tricks, and it's fully mo-capped. And I was like, they didn't need to do that, but they did. They just brought some dude into mo-cap. That, that. that small thing, yeah. He, they brought in the Tony Hawk of fucking sign flippers <laughs> to do that because it looks really good. And I was like, this makes the world feel like, and I say this all the time, but this makes it feel alive mm. because there's people who are doing that in real life. So to see people doing shit like that, I was like, that's, that's uh, it's awesome. Aside from, you know, the all the self-driving cars with the hologram oh, people yeah. in them. And, and the game looks fucking beautiful. It's uh, really good looking. Spending all, way too much time in photo mode just because... Like you're as you're like web swinging, all of a sudden hitting a button real quick because there's like sun sunset and shit like that. It looks pretty awesome. What's the button to do that? Um, because I didn't I couldn't find it last night, but I didn't really look or try. I don't know. I, I don't know. remember. I'll have to I'll just have to pause and look. For yeah, it. I think it's like a pause option for photo mode, so you can just pause real quick and then hit photo mode. It's either like the touch touchpad or mm. the pause button. It's that's, one or the other. Apparently, what you do in Sony games now, you just like, oh, that's pretty. Stop. Yeah. It's it's become because it's a great tool for advertising. Oh, it's for also a great sure. tool to get communities to go, look at this, look at this, let's keep talking about this game that these people made and they're like, This is awesome, people fucking still talking about our game. So yeah, I mean it kinda of makes sense. Like I think it was Josh, some games come out, he's like, Oh, it's got a photo mode. I'm like, I mean, yeah, I mean they all do now. It makes complete sense. Um yeah, especially when you got companies like Sony on their Twitter being like, you know, we're doing a a giveaway this week you know we'll do our top five screenshots of our game you know type of thing send them Damn, where where's that at i need to get in on that they do it all the time apply some photography knowledge on that um oh yeah on twitter the twitter though um there was uh there was a picture somebody put up uh it was really eerie it was like 
in the middle of the night in a graveyard and a Spider-Man, he had like a peace symbol and he's doing a selfie and behind him it just said Ben Parker. Like the <laughs> the grave. <laughs> like it's creepy just out in the graveyard at night, like, yo, what's up? Fucking <laughs> hanging out with Uncle Ben. Um but that's cool they even have that grave existing in the world, so that's morbid as fuck. That's <laughs> real. That's real. That's the streets, dog. Um, just become fucking cold and callous to it. Yeah. I mean, it's been years. It's not that origin story anymore. He's like, yeah, Ben was cool. Whatever. He lived a kid. <laughs> He's living his best life. <laughs> um. Anything else you want to say on that, Paul? Uh, no, I think that's that's good. All right. Um. Last game I've been playing. Only game I've been playing for like a week. It's just it's. I've been going to work. I've been coming home. I've been playing it. I go to sleep. I wake up. If I wake up early enough, I play it. And go to work. I just keep doing that over and over again. Destiny two, um, and don't don't misinterpret that as I'm saying this game's like amazing. It's the best thing ever. Blah 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 blah. I just can't stop playing it. Like kind of like Chris was talking about earlier, meth and shit. It's just like you you know it's bad. You know it's bad for you. Just keep doing it. Like I was a smoker for years and fucking. It's like that. It's like I just need to get that that fucking fullness in my lungs. I need to get that. Don't talk about that too much. Yeah. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Um, and without talking about it too much, because we have to have a full conversation about it at the end of the month, um, a couple things I want to say that I don't think will spoil my um, my opinion on it too much, although obviously I'm liking enough to be playing it uh, all week, is I think Destiny 2 is essentially doing what Destiny 1 should have done. Um, it's what Destiny should have been when it came out. I think they learned a lot of lessons, and I'm glad to see that they learned those lessons and fixed virtually, I think, all of them. Um, now, regardless of if you like Destiny, you hated it, you liked it, blah, 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 uh, just know if you're not playing right now, anything you complained about, they probably fixed it. So you might come back and might go, okay, it's still the same thing, or okay, yeah, they fixed enough. Uh, nothing en- enough to be like, oh, my God, I can't believe they did this. Nothing groundbreaking at all. They just really fixed that formula, so I have to give them credit for that. Um because when Destiny came out, the first one, we were all super hyped on it. We played the shit out of it constantly. Mm-hmm. We got to the end game. We did the raid. Raids are very impressive in Destiny for a game like that. I did not expect them to do raids that well. And then they just start pumping out PvP content. and over uh, and over and over again. And some really repetitive shit. And yeah. I was like, this isn't what I wanted to keep playing. I didn't buy a co-op game to kill other people. Yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, this one, they released the base game and... Uh, they have the DLCs on sale for ten bucks, or I think it's twenty bucks for both of them now, so it's still ten bucks a piece. And then Forsaken yeah. just came out, so if you get into it now and you want to spend the sixty dollars you probably would have spent on the base game, which mm-hmm. I did, you can get everything. You can get everything, um, which I think honestly now, I'm still trying to keep my opinion out of this too much, but I think now is the best time. Probably not for for Bungie. I'm sure they would have loved if you would have bought it when it came out, but I think I'm now sure. is the Activision. What I've loved. Well, both of them. No one, <laughs> no one works on a game for years and goes, no, fuck, I man, know, no but... one bought this. Um, and they're okay with it. Uh, I think now is the best time for them to have just what they did right now. They released the game. They got my money. They would have never gotten it. I would have never even thought about this fucking game. So played it. They let me play it uh, all the way through the base game, and I bought their DLCs. So, uh, you know, definitely check it out. But, uh, yeah been playing that a lot it's uh very it's set up like most mo's obviously but there's always something you're about to fucking 
uh, unlock. They took they took a lot of notes from other MMOs, Activision games, Activision games <laughs> Warframe. I feel like they were looking at Warframe a little bit, especially on some of them loading screens when you're just watching ships fly. Um, and uh, Call of Duty, which is Activision. Activision. Because so. yeah. Call of Duty is really good about, you walk 10 feet, you're the best ever. <laughs> good job. Here's guns. Wah. And you're just like, oh, great. Hey, you this died. Nice. That's okay. Get in there and try again. It's, yeah, exactly. You died. Who gives a shit? Keep playing. Your level's going, your level's going up. Um, so, yeah, they took on a lot of that. But, yeah, I've uh, been playing fucking way too much of that. And I'm probably going to play it right after this. So... <laughs> Hopefully, I'm hoping, I'm hoping that whole burnout, I hope, but I'm on vacation this whole week and uh, I'm hoping midweek, I'll just be like, I'm done with Destiny 2. I'm just fucking so burnt out. I don't even want to think about it. I want to do the exact same thing that Borderlands 2 did where I played Borderlands 2 so much. I can't fathom touching it ever again. Burned it straight to the ground. Yeah. I loved it so much and I grinded out everything, got the best gear, all that shit. Did it's the same thing over and now over, it just over again. Gets to be get a fond that. memory. And I'm like, that was fun, but I'm, it's like Schindler's List. I'm not doing it again. I appreciate it. I can't. I can't fucking do it again. Um, it's a very weird comparison. But you get where it I'm coming from. It was a weird comparison. I think people get it. Um, but yeah, so I've been playing. All right, uh, Paul. What have you been playing? Well, other than Spider-Man, obviously, um, I've actually been playing a lot of Street Fighter Five recently. Um, okay. Evo was what two, three weeks ago. Yeah, um, yeah. I want to say a month yeah. for sure. So yeah, around that. And I watched a bunch of that, and it, um, while that was going on, they had a bunch of uh, fighting games on Steam for a free trial. So I checked out that Tekken Seven and uh, the new Blaz Blue tag, whatever, and a couple other games. But I really uh, ended up liking. Both Street Fighter Five and Tekken Seven, but I've definitely been playing a lot more Street Fighter Five. Um, and it's weird because Street Fighter Five, Street Fighter games have been around forever, and I've always like checked them out, but never gotten deep into any of them. Mm. And now I'm like getting into this whole world of actually understanding how Street Fighter games work. Yeah, and it's, you know, like watching fucking YouTube tutorials and a bunch of other shit. Um, but it's actually super interesting, um, and I'm digging it. I finally started beating people in ranked online. Um, Damn. Pretty proud How of are the life. servers? That's something I'm always really afraid of when fighting games because a lot of them, like if I run into lag while I'm fighting someone, I get really annoyed, like fast. You can set your um, connectivity, like uh, when you're searching, you can set it to like only high ping and shit like that. Or okay. Whatever. Um, oh, so but I haven't really run into too much problems. There was like That's good. one or two matches that like there was lag and it fixed itself quickly sadly um, the last fighting game i played online so it's been a fucking it's been a grip but was soul caliber 5 which i already wasn't a huge fan of soul caliber 5 anyway but and i love soul caliber but uh that game i either was in a match and it went fine or i was in a match and uh i couldn't interpret what was happening because i was getting hit and they weren't near me or like i'd go to block and like there was like it was just horrible. I hated it. So ever since then, and games before that, so this is a while ago. I'm sure networking's got a lot better, but I just have a weird thing in my head where I'm like, oh, God, I'm just going to get get beat by someone who didn't beat me by skill, but by fucking bad internet, yeah, which is something I've been haunted by with, with FPSs forever. Yeah, the, um, the game, I know it didn't, like, uh, it kind of floundered when it was first released because it didn't have the story mode and it didn't have, like, a lot of the stuff, but... um. 
picking it up after arcade edition was released like there's a lot of content in the game um i really like the arcade mode where it's like you pick which like street fighter street fighter 2 street fighter 3 alpha like there's different arcade uh like um towers for each game and it has those fighters with like the closest to their costume from those games oh, that's cool. it tells that character at the end it gives a little like short like comic strip strip of their character their their story from that era of street mm. fighter so that's really cool there's a lot of like redone music from some of the old uh, uh stage themes and shit like that um a lot of stuff to unlock though and it seems like there's way too much like everything is like a million too many fighter bucks or whatever the fuck it's called mm. like um like they want you to just buy it in the store because you can buy most of the stuff in the store or Sounds you can just save like up capcom your... yeah um so that part's kind of annoying but I, it's not like anything i need um so it's not really bothering me um story mode is kind of cheesy but it's nowhere near as good as like the mortal Kombat story mode yeah that's um, that's a tall order though yeah those guys really um, knock that out of the park but I don't really need a story mode in, in Street Fighter and just like how, how is it like like obviously as you know compared to Mortal Kombat I'm sure it's not even on par but I can't fathom a story mode in Street Fighter so like is there like full cutscenes or yeah. really yeah it's like that's crazy scenes and that goes into fights it's trying to pretty much do the Mortal Kombat thing but it's not it kind of just goes all over the place like you know how Mortal Kombat was like really good at like connecting the characters together like yeah. how they came across each other like this will just be like and then ryu was over here talking to dalsam and then this girl was at an airport like it's just like um <laughs> it's very disconnected disjointed and you don't like there's no lead up as to why you should know this story because it's like a weird combo of all the stories intermingling with each other and whatnot it's like what mortal kombat did good but only they're not doing mm. it as good um and it's pretty short too yeah and it's weird too because it's like i don't know if it's just the way i downloaded the game but like i couldn't find the story and then i found out you had it was dlc that was free that you had to download and then i couldn't find it on the playstation store i had to like find a link and go there through that like and get it on the computer because i was searching all the, the street fighter content and i couldn't find the story mode so like damn they, they made it hard to find for a reason i don't know i'm glad but, to hear um, that it's good because when it came out and while i don't even know when it was released I have no, I can't even, like, I don't know when, like, how long it's been out. So, when it came out, though, I don't remember hearing about it. And then every once in a while, I'm reminded that it's out. And I'm like, that came out? I thought that was coming out. And then, like, every once in a while, people are like, oh, God, I hated it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Did it come out? And uh, now you're saying, you know, everything's think, kind of there now, which is good to hear. Dude, they released an arcade yeah. edition, which which uh, was kind of like the, hey, I'm sorry, here's what the game should have been. Yeah. So, I still think, like, the training mode isn't so great. Um, they do have, like, these trials, but, like, if you don't, like, take the time to, or if you don't already know, like, a lot about those games or take the time to, like, look out, look up how to do that, I think new people could find it frustrating. Like, if I didn't watch a bunch of, if I didn't watch Evo first, I probably would have bounced right off it, I think. Mm. But seeing what people could do and, like, more understanding how to play that game has made it made it good. And I don't know, I'm an uh, idiot, too, because I picked, like, I'm maining Jury. Um, she was from Street Fighter 4. Mm. But, like, she's one of the most complicated characters because she has, like, three three stored moves. You have to, like, store, you let little stores down in the corner, and then one store that you can't even see if you have it or not you just have to know so it's like it's probably the most technical Damn, character, yeah. but 
but I really like that because once you get all that stuff, you like can do anything pretty much. So cool. yeah, that's the Street Fighter is one of the series out there that like I respect and I think is actually a really cool game. Obviously, you know I grew up with Street Fighter as a kid and played them all the time. But as I've gotten older, I've realized it's not my kind of fighting game. It's really hard for me to get yeah. into Street Fighter because <laughs> they're very. Um, Street Fighter is very technical in like a um, combo sense. Yeah. Like if you it's not a button matchy combo game because like no, what I realized is it's like a specific timing to the combos and it'll either be like press 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 like that much space in between. So mm. if you're just going in there pressing a bunch of buttons, you're not gonna do shit other than Chung Li's kit. Exactly. And like if you're playing against someone who even like slightly knows what they're doing combo wise, you're gonna get decimated. So it's a game about understanding your character which i think is an argument you can make for other fighting games as well but like it's just it's different so for instance like i love soul caliber i love tekken tekken or or tekken and soul caliber are more technical in a positional uh obviously understanding your character but understanding your weapon what it can do and where you should be when someone does something it's completely different than like street fire which obviously you need to know how to dodge shit too but but i'd still say guilty gear and blaze or blast blue are more like hyper of on that area but Street Fighter is so like if like it's all about those combos and knowing how to react to those combos, know how to use those combos and those moves. Except for Tekken has always brought up his hitbox porn. Probably like Marvel versus Capcom or Dragon Ball Z because those are two D fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little bit different than like Soul Calibur and Tekken, but those games I feel like are a lot more friendly to newcomers because they both have like easy combos that you can just go in there and tap a bunch of buttons and yeah. it looks really cool like you're doing a bunch of cool shit some of those games though to be more accessible which i understand because they got to sell the fucking game to make the games but they've they've made certain moves like just way too accessible like you can hit hit a hit the stick and it'll do a move that was that i just i just started up uh tekken 7 today and uh there was this big update and it was like oh we have auto combos now so just press square 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 or triangle 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 for these combos or press uh, like r2 and and forward or down or left and right to do these special moves holy shit like a, a fucking noob mode pretty much they they better have like either a way to filter not fighting those people or at least let you know you're fighting someone who's doing that because that's ridiculous usually the way they do that is balancing like usually those combos hurt less like than if you did it in real life Mm -hmm. and with the actual inputs and stuff like that because i know like dragon ball has stuff like that and, and some other fighting games but i don't know how they're doing in this i haven't like i didn't even end up messing around with it i like i fucking read that for a while and then something happened and i ended up playing street fighter instead so. tekken's like one of the only games where I'll, I'll hold a controller differently when it comes to a fighting game like all fighting games i i hold the controller you're supposed to like a fucking decent human being but in tekken <laughs> i hold it like this and i rest my hand like this yeah. and i press like that because yeah. the way tekken is like like chevy was saying too it always gets like gifs and videos of like the hitbox porn of it because you can like get a near miss and like like duck under somebody and like go to punch here and then punch the left and it's all about those combos in that sense i do the same exact thing i actually bought a fight pad mm-hmm. because uh, i'm like this close to buying a fight stick but it's like 200 dollars. so I'm yeah not, like, ready to do that yet they're steep but- that's mostly for Street Fighter because it's a three-button game and the fight pad has the three buttons there. But I do that same thing where it's control one one mm. side normally and then use my uh, fingers like that just because I'm faster. Yeah, I, like you, you can't play Tekken like, as well as somebody if they're able to hit multiple buttons in succession faster with two fingers versus like one thumb trying to hit 
the different areas. Like it just doesn't, it doesn't feel right. Yeah. I'll well, play some, it sometimes some... to try and like, like casually play tech in. And then I'm like, I can't fucking do this. And I started just going. Yeah. Some people are really good with controller in standard way, but a lot of people I've noticed, like use the trigger buttons for different things, like two different combined buttons and shit like that. Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I didn't think about um, that. How to say, cause yeah. I don't do that, but I do take advantage of, of shortcut keys on the Same. top. Yeah. I hate using tri- uh, triggers at all in fighting games. Uh, yeah, like, me I hate too. It having fierces up here, like that, always has bothered me. It, I feel like it feels so gross. I hate yeah, it. Yeah, it doesn't bother like, me. Like these are for shooting, motherfucker. They're not for punching. As long as they're not like something I'm using a lot. Like it's something like okay, I know this one's going to be like you know triangle and, and square or whatever at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know, do that mm-hmm. real quick, especially like if it's something like throws. Just yeah. Right there, you know what I mean. Yeah, throws and blocks stuff like so, that doesn't bother me so much, although. Actually, I don't. I don't really have a preference on holding back or pressing like R one for a block, but um, that stuff doesn't bother me so much because those almost feel like utility, like tools well, in even, my in my move yeah. set. But like for punching and kicks, well, that's, I ugh. that's what a lot of those combo buttons are. Because even like Guilty Gear bursting, you can do it by hitting multiple buttons, or you can just hit one of the shoulder buttons. Yeah, and boom. Burst. Yeah, and that's fine too. So. I have a couple more games I played. I just want to try to get through them quick so we don't take too long. Yeah. Um, but uh, I had some friends in town um, for PAX that I went to, and one of my friends, um, we were looking through games and whatnot, and he's like, oh, have you played what remains of Edith Fitch yet? And I was like, no, I keep meaning to. He's like, we're going to do that right now. So I played through <laughs> that the other night, and that game I really liked. I thought it was fucking a really good story. Mm-hmm. Um, it was only like two and a half hours, three hours maybe. Um, oh, it's perfect but, for me. Yeah, but it was fucking visually, it was it was fucking beautiful. It told good story. It was in and out. It didn't take up too much time. And that's a I story game, great. right? Where you walk. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, reminiscent of like, um, kind of like Gone Home or yep. um, uh, Everyone's Gone to the Rapture or something like Which that. Which I really like that one. Yeah. So if you like that, if you haven't checked out Edith Finch yet, definitely check that out. That game does some really cool stuff with environment. Um, that I think is super interesting. When that game um, came out, it got a lot of praise. And I kept looking and going, like, I don't even know what the hell it is. And then, like, people kept saying, like, this is really good, this is really good, this is really good. So it's one of those games I need to go back and play because anytime you have just, like, an like overall everybody is saying this game's good, it's like you got to have really particular taste typically to not. Like the first Walking Dead. Yeah. And yeah. then in one game of the year, I was like, all right, I'll, I was avoiding I'll try. that game, avoiding, avoiding <laughs> everybody saying it's good, great, it's amazing. And then fucking finally won that award. I was like, Okay, I guess I'll check it out. I think Edith, Edith Finch also won an award. I think so. so, yeah, I would definitely say check that game out. But also, it is a pretty emotional game. So, like, don't it's go play that game if you're like don't want to have your uh, mood spoiled or anything like that. Because it's pretty depressing. I don't have that problem. I, I I love that feeling. I just I want to feel I, I want to feel something. Um, <laughs> Last of Us, man, fucking I like cried like four different times in that game. Mm, that game. That that game did pull at me a little bit. God, but that most games whole game do it this, for me. So. Uh, I don't want to spoil much, but this game kind of there's multiple um, characters and and facets to the story, and I feel like a lot of them are things that could relate to a bunch of different people. So there's probably going to be like one or two stories that are actually like poignant poignant to you, whereas the rest of them are like uh, still effective, but like not you can't relate as much. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was cool. And finally, I've been playing uh, a lot of Hunt Showdown, mm-hmm. which is uh, an early access game from Crytek. Is that right? Yeah. 
that's the name of the engine or the developer? I think Crytek is making it. Dude, I don't know. Because yeah. this game has had multiple names tonight, too. So. Yeah, because Crytek, <laughs> Crytek, Crytek making showdown. it CryEngine is the engine. Yeah. Um, well, but no, yeah earlier, so it was Shunt like, uh, Hoedown. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing a lot of Shunt I, Hoedown. I wish it was called that. <laughs> um, but that's an interesting game where it's a... Uh, Two team or teams of two go in, and you it's hunt five down teams, right? I believe so. Yeah, um, but you hunt down monsters, but you can also kill each other. And there's like um, your hunters can die, and all the gear that they have, and all the levels that they have to um, unlock more stuff uh, dies with them. So um, you want to balance out whether or not you want to um, keep keep hunting monsters or you can just go in and kill all the like little creeps and stuff like that because you can leave the the game at any time to kind of like fight another day kind of mm-hmm. thing um but it's a really cool game um it kind of is like a cross between like evolve and um what's the game the monster game you guys played recently for it was a playstation plus game the one Did you play it? all the time dead by daylight, dead by daylight? Yeah. Dead by daylight. yeah there's some aspects of dead by daylight in mm-hmm. there as well um, and a little bit of like you know PUBG or something like that. How the... it's it's a really interesting hybrid because when I played it, I I bought it and I was we were talking about this already a little bit, but like for anyone obviously watching, um, I was having like uh, connection issues, loading issues, which apparently are still there, but you know it, it just took a little long with the the connecting that I was just like this is taking way too long to even play this game, but um, but. When I did play it, like there's some elements of like like Daisy survival games. Um, it kind of felt like Monster Hunter slightly to me too, because like uh, you're hunting down these different types of monsters that fight you differently and have different properties, and there's different ways to take Strength them down. And weaknesses. Like I fought against this spider who's like, and it was creepy. The thing like crawled across the ceiling really fast and would go out of the building through windows yeah, and shit. I'm good. And its animations were fucking. I mean, it's cry, it's CryEngine, yeah. so it was top notch. Yeah, yeah. There's right now all I know of is two monsters. There's that spider, and there's the butcher, which is like this giant dude in like a pig head mask. Mm. And um, they're both effectively creepy in different ways, and they attack in completely different ways, and everything like that. Yeah. But once you kill both of them, then you do. There, uh, it's less of like a monster hunter type thing, just because like. I hope once they're done with the game, there's a lot of these different types of monsters and stuff yeah, like too. that. Then you'd really have to balance out which one you want to go after. Because the way you, you find them is you find these little portals and it narrows in the map as to where their location is. Um, yeah, it kind of so like, guides you in that yeah. general direction. So like if you know the the area where the spider is or the butcher is, you'd be like, well, I don't really want to fuck with the spider right now because I don't have a gun that's fast enough or something like that. Mm. Um, so, so yeah, that game is... Uh, pretty interesting as well i've having a lot of fun um even like with friend but also like going in with randoms uh, it seems like a lot of people for the most part are helpful and friendly and you know um so yeah cool. that's good to hear because when i was playing with people they didn't seem like they knew what the hell they're doing well i mean we all didn't but like that's the other thing a lot of people will jump in and not know but like yeah hopefully you tell them if they don't if you, yeah you know you do so also i love the setting of the game because it's in like a bayou or swamp area and like it's a lot of like um lever action weapons which i love lever action rifles so aesthetically i think it's really cool and the shooting was really tight graphically really good looking um i had gotten to like a firefight with this dude like who kept running behind this hut out in this swamp area and 
tagged him a couple times and then finally he stopped coming out so i think i killed him because like when i went over there there's the dead body over there so i'm assuming that was him but uh it had a good uh it had, as someone who like really liked daisy it um the mod not the standalone um it, it has a really cool aspect of like um Obviously, there's there's you know the random monsters that roam around, and then the big ones you have to fight. But then just knowing that there's other people, it has really good audio as well because you can hear the reverb of gunshots out in the distance, and as you get closer, you, you know, yeah. you hear it like a lot better. And everything like that is really good. Yeah. And so some they of the some of the small monsters too are really creepy. Like there's this one hive one that has like a disconnected head, and she sends out all these bees at you. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. terrifying. They just added some. I forget the name of it, but it's like fucking demon squid or some shit like that it's in the water and like it's just tentacles that come up and grab you and uh Damn. not knowing that was there and hearing the sound of it first and then turning around and seeing it was fucking terrifying that yeah so that's scary as hell especially nothing, since there's yeah. a lot of water i said nothing about this game sounds appealing it's, to me. it's horror themed yeah. for yeah. sure you know you want to play it real bad no. but they they do have randomly generated hunter names too which is neat because you get a different hunter all the time so you'll get in like i would say like an example of the type of name you'll get is like uh dustin mcdonough or something like that mm. like it's all like old-timey slightly old-timey like westerner names mm. so don't you have to rent them too like once you once your guy dies you have to spend in-game currency to buy them yes the new yeah, guy you spend money to get new guys and the guys yeah. that come with more gear and powers are more money um so yeah there's what do you think about that system because when i was playing it i was like this is i mean it kind of makes sense but at the same time like do i should i really have to be spending my currency to play the game it makes you not want to die so it's good mm-hmm. um mostly i've never had any problem buying hunters or or gear but um more of it is as your hunters unlock they'll unlock more abilities that you can purchase mm-hmm. and that's what really sucks you're losing um, but it seems like the game gives you a lot of money and, st- and stuff like that from doing, even if you just go in there and kill a couple zombies and leave, it seems like they give you a decent amount of money so you could pretty much get in there and do some stuff. And if you don't have enough money to get a hunter, you can get a free one. Okay, um, that's, that's good. Just gonna stop, but... Yeah, I never got to that point, but I was looking at, like, there's, like, really cheap ones, too. So I'm like, even if you didn't have, like, much money, you could still yeah. play the game. But, like, at the same time, I was like, how are they going to use this? Because I could see, like, a shitty company, like, something that rhymes with EA um <laughs> fucking it you, rhymes with it yeah uh it's it might not be yeah i don't know it's fucking people watching this they you know they can figure that out um exploit a system like that mm. of going like well you really want that guy who who's capable you might want to somehow you know get oh, that yeah, some silver coins yeah yeah exactly think of the opposite side of that though like this is like i feel like this is something like kojima would do where it's like Oh, you ran out of money and all your hunters died. Well, you can't play the game anymore. You lost. Which would be like the ultimate, like fucking, like get better, yeah. get good. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's go buy the game again. What was that? There was a game. Well, imagine that though. If like you ran out of money and all the hunters costed money and you couldn't get money because you didn't have any hunters left, that would be fucking awesome. That, there'd like, be fuck, a fucking fuck. crazy outcry on that game, there, and I would respect I would it in a certain sense. Comments on that. There yeah. was a game that came out where you had one life. Yeah, the what is it the the calling or something? I don't know if it's that that's the game, but there was some game. It was like an early sense of like battle royal games. It yes. wasn't the calling, but it was some the other game. Fucking yeah! When you died, it was over. You couldn't play the game anymore. It yeah. literally wouldn't work anymore. And I think there's also like some kind of end game like apocalypse is gonna happen where everybody would die anyway. Yeah, and then the whole game like restarted. 
or something. It was really bizarre. So their weird way of doing seasons or some shit. Yeah, but like you, that, you're out of the season. Like the game shut down for you now that's so until dumb. fucking it restarts. That's stupid. That, that's kind of interesting to me. Like, not every game you need to play all the time. Like, yeah. what if there is a game five dollar game one well, time a season? Okay, well this is fair because obviously we're getting different reactions. Because I'm like a little in the middle, but at the same time, video games. Obviously, are a commodity. You're buying them. You're paying the money. You're deciding you should be informed when you buy anything. You're deciding to buy this for whatever amount of money that you think is fair. If you don't think it's fair, you're either going to go, okay, buy it anyway. Fuck it. I don't, I don't care about my own morals. Or you're not going to buy it. Um, in a game like that, like I have to respect in some sense someone doing something different, something interesting, and something that actually is impactful in the sense that, like, you know... You, you knew what you're getting into and I mean, you suffer the consequences, try again next time. And if you can handle that, you can, but like if you bought that and you got pissed about it and you knew about it or didn't know about it, that's kind of on you. And even though it's not a game, I think I would want to play. I th- I think it's, it's, it's good that people try things as long as they're not exploiting that in some way to get something from you. Awesome. I'm not, I'm not even like upset about transparency aspect of that game. It yeah. just does not sound appealing to me. Yeah. So, right. But yeah, yeah. I think it could be done well. I think that would be kind of interesting. Like, I imagine would, if it was a fucking good game and you could only play it one time. I don't care how good a game <laughs> is. I would never spend full price on a game that I couldn't play again. What if it? What if it was what a mode that did that in a game that was already really fun? A what? Like a mode. Like let's minimalize it. You buy a game, you're playing most of the game, and there's a mode that if you die, you're out for like a week or two. They pretty much have that. Uh, that's hardcore mode. Most. Uh, loop games and i never play hardcore mode you know it's not a week it's just your character's gone forever but right yeah it's just not something personally i get into like i play games mostly to relax and not get too stressed out about and like things like that where like if you die you're dead your character's deleted like i can't that's just too much stress for me personally so i would never invest in a game that was like focused on that well for a long time too like um i mean obviously in the early days when you're playing console games like you die you have to restart the whole fucking game and that's something that's not very common nowadays in games unless people are going for retro feel and then games around the time of DayZ and new games like scum now you die that character and all that progress it's gone you're dead and that's something that when i first played i was like wow this is this is Fucking crazy! That sucks. I can't believe all my shit's gone. Robots, but it also made yeah. you. It also made you play really fucking good. Like a day Z, like I was playing like I would in real life because I didn't want to die. Like most, when I play Call of Duty, it's the opposite effect. I'm like, fuck it, just hit square. I'm gonna respawn. I'm just trying to level up anyway and maybe win. But like when you play a game like Day Z and you get all this good gear, all of a sudden you're like, I need to stay alive. I don't want to lose this character. And obviously uh, a wait time where you're like, fucking, you can't play this game anymore because you fucking died. That would suck, but imagine that in a competitive sense. If a community built around that, obviously I'll you're say, not going to be feeling that. <laughs> but as like even an experiment, I mean, like release that game for fucking free. But like just as an experiment, like how interesting would that be to see people play that game over the course of multiple months? Those people are going to get really fucking good at that game because that's a big, especially the people who buy multiple copies to keep being able to play it. Mm-hmm. Sure, but well, there's, <laughs> then they're gonna waste money on a bunch of fucking times that they're not gonna be able to play this they're game. Wasting, they're going for that esports career. Just, the one time they get to play every season. 
I mean, yeah, if they, if they want to spend that kind of money on an experiment like that, but no, for, uh, I, I'm that's th- their beside the, that point, yeah. it'd be interesting to see people on how they would get better at the game to avoid something that steep of a punishment. Mm-hmm. As long as it's not forever. Cause that, I mean that at that point as an experiment, it's like two bucks. It's like, uh, see how far you can get it. I'd be like, okay, I, I, maybe I'll try that. But if it was like a full fledged, like even 20 bucks. I'd be like, fuck that. You're going to lock me out of my own goddamn game I bought from you? Mm-hmm. As long as they warn you first, it's your fault, like you said yeah, earlier. For sure. So, yeah. for sure. That's why you should always know what you're, uh, what you're fucking buying. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so uh, you play anything else or anything else on Hunter or Hunt? Hoedown? Uh, no, that's, that's about it. Yeah. I have a couple other games packs but we'll get into that later yeah actually uh we'll jump into that right now but before we do that uh let us know in the comments what have you been playing recently what do you think we should be playing um in the next i i i got i'm on vacation guys fucking tell me what i should be playing i'll i'll pry myself away from destiny 2 don't tell me shit don't don't talk to Chevy. don't even look at him <laughs> this side of the screen fucking i'm gonna i'm gonna put a, a big old fucking sensor over there real limited time yeah just pixelate him i'm gonna pixelate him and i'm gonna do that uh, Peanuts, Charlie Brown, and Chevy Talks. I apologize to anyone who's a child watching this uh, because we say fuck a lot, but also because you probably don't get that reference. Um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Paul, you recently went to PAX, um, and uh, I'd love to hear about your experience there and what you played. But before we do that, you want to explain to maybe someone who might not be familiar with what that is? PAX Prime, right? PAX I don't it's think they call it West, 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 West. Yeah, West. they've changed the name like three times. Penny Arcade Expo, um, and it's a video game convention. It used to be, it started in Seattle, um, and it was Home called team. PAX Prime once they created PAX East and PAX South, and I think PAX Australia is a thing now too. Yeah. Um, but um, now they ca- they're calling it PAX West, so pretty much it's a four-day event at the Seattle Convention Center where... Um, you get to go there and play a bunch of games and listen to um, panels and uh, just a bunch of the gaming community comes and hangs out, cosplayers and all that stuff, and it's a really fun time. So I went there Labor Day weekend from uh, all four days, Friday through Monday, and um, saw a bunch of cool stuff. But, um, but yeah, that's about the summary of what PAX is, I guess. It's kind of crazy. Like mm. Fortnite was there. In uh, Force, they had um, the whole lower level of this building turned into a mini golf course that was supposed to be like uh, whatever the fuck the mini golf course from fucking Fortnite is called. I don't know. I don't play Fortnite. They make so enough money, sure. man. Yeah, had, that's kind of cool to see them doing something like that, though. Yeah, they had this whole uh, parking lot that was turned into a. Um, there was this huge video screen that they were doing Fortnite tournaments on every night. Damn. Um, there was, um, you know, um, a lot of the big companies, Sony and Microsoft and whatnot, were there uh, repping their stuff. But also, like, PUBG rented out this whole building and had a whole uh, uh, tournament in there. And they turned the whole street into, like, they had the dune buggy park there. and crates oh, that's what those pictures I saw were. Shit like that. Yeah. Um, but it was, it's, it was really cool. That's cool. And what I wanted to share with you guys was some of the games. Um, so... The thing with this is some of the big games you can line up for for fucking six hours and stuff like that to check out. And that's not really my 
um, style. I lined up for a couple games, but nothing. I would rather walk around and see a lot of the smaller stuff. What uh, just, do you know of any of the bigger games that they might have had that you didn't wait for? Um, yeah, there was Kingdom Hearts, whatever you know, mm. seventy-nine <laughs> or whatever the hell it is. He's he's on my team with this one. <laughs> it's whichever one that one is. That seemed to be a big one. There was some Final Fantasy stuff going on there, I believe. Um, it's it's tough to say because like I don't really. I'm kind of just like have blockers on for a yeah, lot of that shit. It's fair. Um, it was weird. Like there was a bunch of people lined up for Spider Man. It's like that game is out in a fucking week, guys. <laughs> wait for it. Come on. The hype's um, real. It was the most of the stuff that I was interested in was luckily smaller stuff mm. like Tetris Effect. Like I was really oh, interested yeah. to see that. That game looks fucking awesome. Um, there's that um, new Justin Roiland game, the um, creator oh. of uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah, it's VR, right? It's both it's VR, VR or non-VR. Okay. Seems That's like good. they're kind of going away from VR. The developer of that, uh, I think, is Crows, Crows, Crows. Because when they first showed it off, they were showing off as like a VR game, yeah. which you know was exciting or whatever. But it's good that they're doing both because yeah. there's still a lot of people who aren't doing VR. Yeah, they announced it's going to be for both, and they had both versions running there. I didn't actually play that, but um, but that was just some examples of stuff. But for the stuff that I did play and I wanted to bring up, um, mostly that I didn't know and one that I'm really excited about. Um, first thing I want to talk about, though, is Descenders, mm-hmm. which is a downhill mountain biking game that's actually early access on Steam and Xbox right now. But um, I got drawn to it mostly because the soundtrack um they were playing some like dope drum and bass stuff and it sounded like something my co-host from broken dial radio nate would know so i was mm. like what is this and he's like oh well um the dude i was talking to actually worked for i think it's called sound labs up in vancouver and he was like we actually uh talked to this um uh danish uh drum and bass uh record label liquidity and we got the music from them so it's all like liquidity stuff and i texted nate that and he's like oh my god i need to see this and everything like that because he was of course he knew everything about them and whatnot mm. but um so that's I awesome started in the game but as soon as i started playing it, i was like oh this feels really good it's kind of like uh behind the back um uh kind of like a cross between like maybe trials and ssx tricky or something like that you know so is it like, third person or is it 2d perspective third person or okay. you can go it's not 2d it's not side scrolling it's okay. like uh, uh 3d and it looks really good it feels really fast and everything like that but so i ended up buying the game while i was there they were like oh it's five dollars off the code and i was like all right i'll check this out but once i got it home i realized some stuff about this game it's actually like a fucking mountain bike roguelike game so the thing is you start off these levels and you have like four lives and every time you crash into something you lose light or energy or whatever you want to call it um but there's this whole map that you have to progress through and there's multiple routes you can take and the levels are all procedurally generated and the challenges are all procedurally generated Mm. so like sometimes they'll be like fucking uh like it's super steep and sometimes there'll be like a fuck ton of like stunts and stuff like that you have to do but um the thing is, like, if you die, then you you have to go all the way back to the beginning of the map. And I've only made it, like, halfway through a map because it's fucking hard. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, hmm. And what killed me last night, what had me, like, fucking really loving it was they had this, the there was, like, a skull in the middle of the map. And I was trying to get to it. Like, what the fuck is this skull? Hmm. And I get there, and it was, like, defeat the boss jump. So I go through this level, 
And then all of a sudden there's this huge fucking downward slope and then this huge ramp and it's going up over a train track um, bridge and there's a ring of fire over. So you have to jump off this huge jump and jump over a train and go through a ring of fire. And it was just like fucking amazing. And it killed me both fucking times. Uh, <laughs> That's actually kind of a genius. This is what I love about when genres get start to get popular is you start getting shit like that. Like, I would have never thought to, you know, make a they're, downhill they're not BMX game. they marketing it like that either. Like, they're just like, oh, yeah, it's like a, you That's know, weird. it just looks like a fucking, like, they don't say anything about the fact that you have lives and you can, like, uh, die. In this well, game. the way you're like, saying, like, it's a roguelike, that almost sounds like a boss. Like, yeah. like they even said, like, a boss jump or whatever. Like, you can decide to do that or not, but if you do it, hopefully the reward's worth it if you nail it. But yeah. we're just saying you did it. And but, like, uh... There's like optional like missions where if you do that you get an extra health tick, mm-hmm. so like you can possibly survive longer and whatnot. Like, but sometimes it's like do fucking five backflips, and if you fuck one of these up, you're probably not you're you end up losing lives and stuff like that. So it's actually really interesting. Um, but like I said, it's like twenty five dollars I think on Steam. I'm not sure how much it is on Xbox, but a um, um, couple questions: Is there when you crash? Is there ragdoll? Okay, that's that's something I need. And uh, <laughs> um, otherwise, I'm just gonna be like, oh man, missed it's opportunity. It's not like over the top ragdoll. It's not mm-hmm. like whoa, but it is like the impact is like, fuck, that dude is fucked up. Like when yeah. you, because the sense of speed is so good. When you crash into a tree and the dude flies off the bike, you're like, fuck. Okay, that's that's what <laughs> I need. Yeah. yeah, I don't want the guy to go, oh, and just like, yeah. okay, reset. Like I want to see that guy fall. go, <laughs> and like, or just still on the bike go. And fall over or you know disappear and restart like oh yeah. you fucked up go back like i need to see that impact so i go oh god i don't want to do that again because it really adds to it um also like content wise you say it's 25 bucks um is it track based is it like a just an open like mountain that you pick a point from and go down or I, is there different bikes different characters or anything like that it's tough to say because i haven't gotten too far in it there's different uh, bikes you can unlock and gear you can unlock for your um but it doesn't seem to really matter that much as far as the gear. Maybe some of them have stats. I haven't done anything like that yet. But um, it looks like there's like four environments. Um, I've only unlocked one and it's like pretty much just like grasslands, like, Mm. you know, go through forests and stuff like that. Um, But the way it's set up is like you start at one, all the levels are like procedurally generated for like the track. Um, But you start at one and then it breaks into two possible options. Then that breaks into three and then like five. So like it turns into this really big map that you can go to for all the tracks. The tracks are probably between like a minute and four minutes long, maybe or something like that, depending on what some of them don't even have, like, it's just like kind of like open world, get down to the bottom of this mountain thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, it seems like there's a lot of game uh, for the price. It seems very well polished for mm-hmm. an early access game. It's like, I didn't notice any like crazy glitches or anything like that. It seems like, um, I can't think about as far as like early access worries. I can't think of a reason not to get this game. If you're interested in it at all, just, I, it sounds it. like a game I would like yeah. for sure. So I think, I think it's, I would like more people to check it out. Cause like I did, they have daily challenges too. Mm-hmm. And I did the daily challenge yesterday. That was actually the one that had the boss jump. And um, I was like number twelve on it, and I didn't even nice. make it halfway through things. So, you know, if I'm number twelve and I lost, then there's not a lot of people playing the game. Yeah, so. that's like uh, what was that game that I, Danger Zone Two or whatever? I was like number one in the world on one of them. I'm like that ain't gonna last. <laughs> the game just came out. Like I bought it like three days after it came out, and I played one of the early levels, 
And I did it a couple times because, like, oh, I got a pretty good score. I'm going to try that again. And then, like, I looked at the world ranking and I was number one. I was like, what? It's like, what? I fuck, I, that never happens. I, I don't even try for that shit. I'm competitive, but not that competitive because right. someone's always going to be better than you. But uh, I guess that's a bad mentality if you're one of those guys who wants to be the best in the world. But uh, I was like, that's not lasting. Someone's going to fucking beat that instantly. <laughs> Is that the, so. like, game, the crashing game from the burnout people? Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly that mode from burnout. It's cool. it's it's fun. It's pretty cool, but I've stopped playing it, so it was it was fun. Got to get your destiny fix in. <sighs> yeah, one has loot. Yeah, one has <laughs> loot levels, progression, <laughs> skill trees. The other one, I'm like, oh, I love like, these oh, games. Cool. Yeah. So um, the big game I played there that I did have to line up for was Resident Evil Two because fucking I love the Resident Evil games. Yep. And I'm very, very curious about this remake of Resident Evil Two. And I'm happy to report that it seems fucking awesome. Yes. I waited in line for like three and a half hours and played it. Um, the section they had you play was um, the section that was in the first trailer, I believe, where like Leon first gets to the police station yep. and like meets with the cop and everything like that. But um, most of what I was wondering about is how it felt because mm-hmm. um, I really liked Resident Evil 7. I thought that game was like my favorite game of 2016, 2017. Yeah, I still haven't beaten that. Um, but uh, yeah, I really like the way it feels. It's weird because, it, or it felt, um, because it feels like Resident Evil Seven, only it's third person. Like interesting. Um, I felt like that game when an enemy is coming at you. Although the controls are good, it still felt very like, um, it's not like super like uh, easy to headshot and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like it's a little difficult. Um, and that kind of adds to the tension a lot um, because it seems like although the zombies are slow moving zombies and stuff like that, um, if they're swarming you and you uh, have to like line up these headshots and everything like that, it can definitely get pretty stressful. I noticed in um, the in the gameplay of that too that they did a really good job on the animations of the zombies because their heads would move sometimes when someone's trying to get a headshot mm-hmm. and they'd like lean over and stuff like that. And like, it was, it wasn't just like, they're just walking straight at you. They're shuffling yeah. and moving. So, and if you had multiple, it'd be kind of Absolutely. like you said, like stress inducing. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it felt really good. The fucking the atmosphere was great. And I'm just Resident Evil two in my eyes is one of my favorite games of all time. Mm-hmm. And like, um, having it like I played through the Resident Evil HD remake and that was fine and everything like that but it was mostly like oh yeah like this game was really cool when it came out you know yeah. but like there's so much you gotta like kind of slide through now but this was just like fucking everything I want it's like they redid like the fucking cutscenes and like the acting is good all of a sudden and shit like that. That was the really... thing that really blew my mind when I watched the gameplay is like yeah. the voice acting and the guy screaming he was yeah. screaming like he was actually dying. Yeah. I was like, this is actually like better than a lot of games when it comes to like voice acting. The guy's like, Aah! I'm like, yeah. wow, okay. He's I, actually I dying. Need, I need to like watch a, a side-by-side of when you meet that cop who gives you the knife from Resident Evil 2 and from the new the new version because like I was like, wow, this is like fucking... I could watch a movie of this quality acting. Like it was yeah. actually like really good and everything like that. So I am super excited for that game. They gave me a t-shirt. That was cool. That's, That's kind of like the pack experience, though, where like you wait in a line for a long time, play fifteen minute game, and then you get a t shirt type thing. Did you uh, did you sneak into any parties? I, I have a friend who uh, shout out to Daniel. Uh, him and some <laughs> of the friends he was with uh, snuck into a Lenovo party, and they got um, 
They were printing out shirts jerseys. with uh, with your gamer tag on it. Mm-hmm. I did so. not sneak into any parties. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no. I, I saw it was interesting that he did that, but I saw there was a booth that was doing uh, game jerseys with your gamer tag on it. Like yeah, you could yeah. make your own custom fucking. You know. Yeah. We had a whole joke going on about all of us before we fucking played Rocket League, putting on our gamer jerseys and fucking, <laughs> you know, getting serious. Dude, I I, I was kind of jealous when he's talking about that because, like, not necessarily because I want something that's a sleep division on it or anything like that. But, yeah, some kind of taste loop gaming <laughs> jerseys would be fucking dope. Yeah. My whole thing with them is, like, it's referencing, like, these uh, pro gaming teams that mm-hmm. i don't know anything about like i don't know who the fuck team liquid is or anything like that yeah 100 so, like, percent. i'm with you on that it'd be like it'd be like me getting a fucking new jersey nets fucking shirt with my name on it or something like that like i don't Very know much. anybody on that fucking yeah. team yeah but yeah, yeah um, even when so i was looking was- into buying uh buying a new chair uh secret labs chair they have two of them they're like uh team based they're, they're like this is the fucking fucking fat nuts fucking team fucking chair <laughs> I'm like I've never even heard of them. I don't know what they do. It's it's orange. I'm like it looks cool. Looks looks orange. I don't know who the hell they are. <laughs> I don't know what they um, do. Probably Fortnite. <laughs> uh, Fortnite. <laughs> That's a joke on itself. Uh, yeah, I know. There was just a lot of Fortnite there. Uh, Sounds like it, it. That whole floor. Uh, multiple dudes that were cosplaying as a bush. Oh shit! You know, like how the, you get in the bush in that game and everything like that. So that was neat. Uh, yeah, that's you a know. whole different world for me at this point. Which yeah. is bizarre because I I've been a huge like proponent of like Fortnite before it ever came out. I was hyped on it when I first saw the trailer a long time ago. It came out as exactly what I wanted it to be. I was like, this game's awesome. And then they released Battle Royal, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. They had that mode. Now that is Fortnite, and yep. I'm just like, that's not my game anymore. Yeah, the, I like a, I like a mode what, that's in the world it. or whatever they call it. Yeah, mode. it's it's fucking bizarre. That's a whole other fucking thing that yeah. doesn't need to be talked about. But <laughs> so another game, small game. Uh, it's probably my game of the show and the one I was I, I was really into and definitely want to get once it comes out is uh, Neo Cab. It's a indie game from um, I know the name of the publisher is fellow traveler out of australia but the name of the chance agency is the name of the developer um but i saw a youtube video of this game in the past and i thought it looked neat but playing it really like um solidified that because it's um it's sort of like a visual novel like a um question choose your own adventure type thing Mm. but it's not static images it is like full 3d like uh animated and everything like that and pretty much the deal is your um uh uber driver or cab driver in a like futuristic fucking like cyberpunk type world and um you're new to the city and there's all these rules you don't understand and everything like that and you're trying to meet up with your friend um because you're supposed to be living with her and you can't get a hold of her, but you got to go to work. Like that's how the demo kind of started. So it's neat because like pretty much like you pull up this app and in the game and it's like, there's all these people that need rides. So you go pick them up as an Uber driver would. And then everybody you pick up, you have a conversation with. And that's what really like started getting, you don't drive the the car. It like drives for you and everything. I was going to ask otherwise, like it sounds like crazy taxi with uh, Bioware. (laughs) conversations you don't drive it's more of a a, um all speech choice options and stuff 
uh, and where and where you're going to go and things like that. So like to give you an idea of that, um, the way this works is like the motto of the game is uh, stay human because all the other cab companies have gone to AI driven cars and you're the you work for NeoCab, the last cab company that has human drivers. Mm. And um, the reason they're getting rid of them is because humans are too emotional. So you wear a bracelet on your hand that shows your like mood color. So if you get pissed off, then it turns red. So some of the people that get in the, your car are going to piss you off and you have to kind of like measure how to react to that through the speech to kind of like keep, uh, keep your like uh, hostility down towards them and stuff like that. So like the first lady I picked up, she like, had all this fucking screen stuff all over her face and everything like that. And she's, she seemed really nice. And she was asking me some questions and I started answering them. And then as the conversation progressed, I found out that she actually was giving me a survey, um, for the company that she works for. And she was asking me questions about like, why don't I like this company? And what, what, what could they do to make me want to like this company, you know? Hmm. And then I realized, cause it's a company I used to work for and stuff like that. I was like, holy shit, I'm just talking to this company that I used to work for and, uh, giving them all this information. So, Damn, that's she interesting. Up, so I talked to her uh, and I ended up telling her like, no, I'm uncomfortable with that. And she turned it off. And then she was really nice after she turned it off. She was like, Oh, I didn't realize you knew this city and you didn't know this or anything like that. I'm really sorry about that. And we had like a good conversation and the thing is you want to her to give you a good rating so you have to be friendly to these people but at the same time you have to balance that out with not getting all pissed off so your company gets mad at you and starts docking your pay and shit like that so that's kind of like an example um after that ride i got pulled over by the cops and they did uh they did that whole thing where he was going to give me a ticket but he was like start mentions the policeman's ball and was like for a donation maybe this could get you out of stuff in the future and stuff like that so of course i gave him that and he let the ticket go and fucking hmm pretty much like police bribery um so, so that was great is this game um is it like a linear storyline game or is it procedural like are you these random encounters it's tough to say there was so many options i don't think like everybody would get the same things but it was so well written i can't say it was procedural it seems yeah. like like i'm i don't think i'm giving away too much by saying these little points because like i feel like it, it was like a fucking seven minute demo like the, the game's gonna be a lot bigger than this yeah um i do want to bring up one more thing which really solidified how much i wanted the game though i picked up this dude who was really creepy and he was talking about how sad he was and i like went along i was like yeah fucking life is hell and shit like that and he all of a sudden he was like totally perked up and everything like that so we started like just you know, verbally shitting on everything. Mm. And then I figure out that he's a cultist that worships, I forget the name of it, but some fucking like Nidhog esque pain worm. And he's like, uh, all, all of humanity's suffering feeds the pain, pain worm. And eventually when he gets, uh, angry enough, he'll rise and destroy the world and everything like that. So that's his whole deal. And I was like, this game is fucking great. So, <laughs> that sounds uh, interesting. Yeah, it sounds like there's some really cool, um, uh, like balance there between having to decide how to talk with people, but also gauging yeah. how you're going to react to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After one of the rides, like I had like one bar left in my electric car and it was like, you can go to the um, gas station on this side of town, but it's going to cost you more because it's owned by this company. Or you could try to make it to your next route and maybe get gas after and shit like that. It's all kind of like choices like that. Um, but the thing that made it cool was how like realized the world was and it looks really fucking cool too. check out a video. It's kind of like a weird, like cell shaded, uh, animated art. It looks, looks fucking neat. So hmm. 
definitely recommend that. What was it called again? Neocab. Neocab. Um, and they said they're not sure when that's coming out yet. That they're still working on it, but it should be next year probably. Okay. I know some of the games at PAX, they, I mean, obviously you said like Spider-Man, but um, some of the games they showed off there were already out or coming out very soon too, which was yeah. kind of cool because it's already like a convention. So you're getting people hyped on games that they haven't maybe heard of or whatever, or giving them a chance to play it. And it's, you know, coming out in like a week or whatever. Because I know... Yeah. One of the games Daniel was talking about, I think it's The Messenger or whatever, I think released around the same time they were showing it at PAX. Yep. So it's kind of a cool way to... Yeah, um, that was at the Devolver booth. The Devolver booth is really cool. They had a bunch of cool shit. They have a lot of games that have been out already. Like mm. Strafe has been out for a couple of years, and they had like a little a couple units with that running and stuff like Did that. Did they have and that's the what Pedro game? Huh? Did they have that Pedro game, my friend yep. Pedro? Yep, they had my friend Pedro. Yeah. And the other new one that's like a side-scrolly journey type game like Faye or something like that. Oh, I haven't heard of it. They're getting busier and busier. I think they're the ones that uh, did Scum, too, or they uh, they didn't make it, but they, they published it. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Publish, yeah, publish, yeah. Because yeah. they, Devolver's a publisher, but yeah, yep. they definitely had a bigger booth than in the past this time around. My friend Pedro looks, does look dope, but I didn't get to play that. Yeah, um, I really want to like, try that. Capcom had like Street Fighter V running around the corner from Resident Evil. Like, if they might as well, you know, have some of these stuff because people are still going to play it. You got to play like they had some of the fighting community people there. Mm. Um, and uh, like things like um, Dying Light had their new mode. They were doing tournaments for the new mode. The like, Battle Royale right. style thing that they're doing. Mm. So like I would have liked to get to check that out, but I didn't. But Is that um, out, that mode? Or is it coming out? It's not out yet. Okay. Think. For some reason, I thought it came out like already. Like it a was month like ago. A trailer for it, like a month ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On IGN. Yeah. Was we like watched something on it. Um, but that seems kind of neat, too. Yeah. Um, I really like Dying Light, so I would definitely want to go back to that. What I didn't expect to get to try out, but did, um, sometimes PAX is kind of magical with not having to wait in lines. I don't know how this worked, but we were walking by the Sony booth, and I was like, oh, Dreams is over here, and there was a bunch of people playing Dreams, and the lady was like, oh, do you want to play it? I was like, how long is the line? She's like, there's an open one there. So she just like pulled back the fucking tape and was like, all right, I guess we're playing this now. So we got to play Dreams, and I didn't mess around with the creative elements of it all at all but they had like six different of the things that have been created for it Mm -hmm. and that game seems really fucking cool like each of those things were so uh different there was like a flight sim dogfight thing there was like a little uh co-op um uh third person like action adventure game um there was like a weird one-on-one i think it was called hammer time or something like that where you gotta like hit balloons or soccer balls into the other person's goal with a hammer. It was like, there was a lot of neat stuff in there. Um, but That's, probably my favorite, my favorite one was this one called please hug me. I think it was. Mm. So, uh, you're this robot that's on a fucking platform and there's all these triangles near you. And as you, you have your hands outstretched and as you go towards them, they all move away from you and fall off the platform. And eventually they all fall off the platform and the camera like zooms out and it gets all lonely and dark and gray. And then the game ends. I was Damn. like, yeah. So like, it was a good showcase of like, you can do like an emotional, like fucking story game. Mm. You can do like a flight sim. You could do all this different shit in it. Like, um, I've seen some videos on how they do that and it seems cool. I don't know how good that feels yet. Cause I didn't get to check that out, but I'm definitely excited for that 
way more than I was. Well, that's really good to hear because when they first showed it off and kind of talked about the idea of it, I found it really intriguing and it kind of made a lot of sense for Media Molecule to be doing that because of, uh, of fucking Little, Little Big, Big Planet. Planet and the creative tools, which really took off and people went crazy with. So for them to make a game that's basically that, but making it as like a dreamscape where you're going from one thing to another um, was really cool. But then at like E3, they like, they had like these little intermissions that would just show these little things they were from the it. intermissions. Yeah. yeah, but like nothing really. So I'm like, so what's going on with this fucking game? And so you saying you played it, I'm like, well, fuck, I didn't even know it was playable. At least like, they're still doing so. Like that's yeah. that's awesome to hear. I'm glad that that you had a good impression of it because I I was stoked on it, and then I was like, where to go? What happened yeah. to it? Was it just a dream? What What uh... I'm most excited about it is they've like said like you can create all the music um in the game really in the game for these games as well so they have their whole whole own like fucking music creation workshop and everything that's like that. cool and they, yeah it looks it looks pretty fucking uh robust too so i definitely want to fuck around with that yeah i mean like this whole game is being built to create with which is really interesting because they already you could already do some really crazy things in little big planet and uh now they're just going into it going this is a game of creation yeah, now there's no game attached now it's just here's a creation tool yeah. for whatever Strikes your fancy. I mean, I I think I watched a video where they were showing you can like create assets. Mm -hmm. Yep. Like you can make your own stuff. It's not just like oh, use our tools. Like, which is insane. Yeah. Because you're gonna get some really cool things. Like that's a game that I'm almost afraid to get. Dicks though, right? Oh yeah, of course. I mean, at least everything (laughs) I'm gonna make is 95% dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Chris's dick world. (laughs) Welcome. He's gonna put this this is my dream to, to shame. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome yeah, to my um, dreams. That's the those are the big ones I wanted to shout out. I have three really quick shout outs mm-hmm. I wanted to bring up. Um UFO fifty. I don't know if you guys have heard of that, but it's by Mossmouth, the Derek Yu, the creator of Splunky. But what he did is got okay. a bunch of his developer friends all together to make little retro style mini games. Um so there's fifty games in it. They're all like fucking uh kind of like if you've ever seen one of those ninety nine games in one fucking plug into your tv things oh yeah, yeah. warrior like oh, it's kind of like a bunch of warrior yeah, yeah warrior esque but um the games all seem to have like something about them that makes them weird like there was like a uh, uh smash tv style like uh or enter the gungeon or whatever you want to call it where you like shoot in different directions and fucking but the thing of it was it was two player and only one person played because before the round you're like um you each add uh like more enemies or like less guns or less bullets or less life or something like that to make it more difficult and you kind of like poker you pass it back and forth like i'll see your five bullets and raise you two bullets you know or something like that Mm. and you keep going until somebody is like nah you can't do that and hits the go button so then they have to do it so like you pretty much like fuck over the other person and you and if they beat it then they get the points and you guys go back and forth like that that's cool sounding that was just one of these 50 games they all have like something weird about them where it's not just like a standard like mini game you know that already makes me want to buy it if there's like 50 into because those kind of games like and obviously that's not warrior but it reminds me of it in sense of like warrior is just all these like micro 10 second games and i love it because the variety is there and it's like always a fun game to play with other people so like i don't know that's really that's a really neat idea that they just made a bunch of like mini games essentially uh, that seemed cool. There was this game, Soundfall, which is pretty much the same thing as Crypt of the Necrodancer, except co-op and in 3D. So better. So, uh, 
Crypto the Necro Dancer is pretty cool, but playing yeah. it with friends it would fucking be awesome. I would say co-op makes most things, unless they do it really bad, better in my opinion. Yeah. I just don't know if they could do online for that because it's so dependent on the timing of the music. Yeah, and doing that online with other people could be very difficult. Oh, definitely. So, I don't know how that will be, but it was fun to play there. And then uh, lastly, there was this game, The World Next Door, which is kind of a um, kind of like a visual novel dating sim thing it almost seemed like but which is way more uh like the you know uh still of a character and text at the bottom of the screen mm. but the thing was it was um the gameplay of it is actually like a tile based match three fighting game thing um where like you move around in 3d uh from a top-down view on these tiles and you move the tiles around and when you stand on three or more of the same color you can activate a power up and shoot the enemy in the room so you're moving around these worlds and it's a really neat puzzle game and the story and the characters and the art all seems cool too so that's the world next door yeah that's uh that's my notable games from pax that i wanted to share with that's you all. that's cool they're they all sound like those are, unless, you know, those are the only games they had, but, like, those all are good picks because they're all super unique and definitely things that you'd want to keep an eye out for because, like, most of those sound really interesting. I mean, I'm still thinking about that fucking bike game. So Yeah, yeah it's definitely what I kind of, like, there was a, I, saw, I was there for four days. I saw a lot of games, but, like, mm-hmm. I mean, I can't talk about, like, all the first-person shooters I played because eventually it's just going to be like, yeah, it's like you press the left trigger to pull out your gun and then press the right trigger and shot Wait, him. Is there is there first person shooters coming out though? Because like it seems like there's only like three yeah. right now. So I'm excited I'm excited for that. But yeah, there's definitely stuff I forgot about. Like that fucking duck game so, game. so is PAX worth going four days for? Probably don't have to. Mm. Um but if you're into going to panels, like that's the thing what I normally do is figure out stuff I want to um the schedule for the panels and figure out at least one or two that I want to go to each day. So that way, like do that. And then the rest of the time you're at the show floor, um, because some of the things are only going to be on certain days. And when you buy the tickets, they sell out immediately. So you don't know what day, what you're going to want to is. So that's most of the reason why I've bought it all four days, but you can totally like, I would say two days because one day you kind of need just to like get your feel for where everything is and everything like that and mm-hmm. find out what you want to do. And then the next day go there immediately and fucking line up for it. If you, there's something you want to stand in line for or fucking, you know, um, cause it's huge and there's stuff going on all over the city too. Like, um, even without the badge, there's, there's places you can go without paying for packs. Like some of the hotels will have stuff going on and stuff like that. That's so. cool. It's funny that the, this reminds me, this can be kind of a weird example, but like, you know, Disneyland, you can mm. do in one day. Yeah. But I always tell people, oh, hey, you should probably do two. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> unless you go there all the time and just like are stopping by to ride a couple rides and leave, like yeah. you should definitely kind of take it in. Yeah. Truthfully, four more. days is pretty tiring. Like mm. I wasn't staying there the whole time, all four days. Like, you know, I got to go home and like fucking eat dinner and things yeah. like that. You <laughs> know, <laughs> like uh, I definitely wouldn't, ex- uh, wouldn't it tell people to go there and just stay there the whole time. But some people fly in the whole time and love it. So, yeah. Mm. Yes, I've never been, and I should by now. But I'm there's there's people obviously who will just like buy those tickets as quick as possible because they keep a track of it. And I I just I never am like someone be like, oh, Pax tickets fucking they're sold out. I'm like shit. I didn't know they went went up. Like I just like, <laughs> I just I'm real bad about paying attention to that kind of thing. 
Yeah, I pay I pay attention on Twitter, but truthfully, there was a couple people that didn't have tickets for some days, and like it's all over Craigslist and stuff like that. And there's like honest yeah. people who just like I can't make it this day, so I want to give it to somebody good. There's definitely also scalpers that oh, suck, yeah. but you know, um, there's ways to get tickets after you miss the original sale. And Monday was on sale even at, while it was going on. Still, they still had Monday badges available. Yeah, a deal like that would be kind of probably less demanding for obvious reasons, but it was a little bit slower. Yeah. And they shut down early. They close at, uh, I think, 5 or something like that, as opposed to like wherever, whenever they normally close everything up. Hmm. Makes sense. Because they have uh, concerts going on until like midnight and shit. Oh, do they? That late? Oh, yeah. Well, oh. it's like a concert. Yeah, I guess that well, makes like sense. You were saying the parties, a lot of the parties going on until the bars close, you know? Those Lenovo parties. <laughs> Where you get your custom jersey. Uh, Big nuts, or the hell, Jersey, where the fuck that team is. A lot of the parties, like, are you need the PAX badge to get into them, but they invite fans. Like, Bungie has their thing, and mm-hmm. Microsoft has their thing, and all that shit. Yeah, I've known other people who have uh, essentially just walked into those things. So I think it's actually pretty common where they're just like, eh, whatever. Like, you yeah. know, come on in, fuck it. I know, like, DE, even for. Uh, it's good PR, too. People uh, are going to talk about it. Tenocon. Yeah. They'll tell you what bar they're going to go to. Yeah. So. I want to hang out D. <laughs> but like, hey, where's Bring my your passport? Where's my fucking? Where's my free shit? Get drunk with Space Mom. I don't want to get drunk with Space Mom because fucking, I'm like, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> what's up, Space Mom? <laughs> Seth's now Space Stepdaddy. I I'll be Space Daddy. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything else about Pax you want to share? Mm, yes, but. I've taken up enough time. <laughs> I'll say because we got another thing to get through. So yeah, if there's anything else you want to throw out there, that's fine. Um, anything you guys want to say too about stuff that related to packs? I've heard lots of weird stories about packs, but Ooh. it's not really relevant. Anything interesting, weird? I've just heard that people tend to get really, really drunk and really, really frisky at packs. That's conventions. That's conventions, man. Yeah, <laughs> fucking <laughs> anime conventions. People players. are creeps. Yeah. Anyone, yeah, I feel bad for cosplayers. Anyone in a fucking furry outfit too? They, I mean, no, they had no problem. When I, I went, I, I went to, to the Comic Con in full costume and had no problem. Not even one. I've heard horror stories from Sakuracon. So yeah, I've heard some fucking crazy shit. What was that convention? It was like a furry convention where someone let off like a gas bomb. Oh fuck! If I know they had to like call in like the SWAT team and shit. I'm not surprised it's for a convention. I just didn't know the, about any of them. So. I'm not trying to talk shit. I mean, there's fucking people in that stuff. That's cool. Sure, I but uh, don't know about them. But for, I always hear, and maybe because it's just the topic, but I always hear fucking crazy stories from those kind of conventions. At PAX a couple of years ago, at one of the uh, kind of kind of funny related uh, con, um, panels, they turned on a fog machine, and apparently the hotel flipped out, and they had to evacuate the room, and have the fire department come and everything like that. Oops. So there's this whole story. Yeah. Now I have a shirt that says turn on the fog machine. <laughs> it's dangerous. Gonna gonna over overfill that room with fog. I hate that at concerts, so I'm sitting there just going <sighs> just breathing that shit in. <laughs> Ugh. Alright. Well, uh anything. Anything else? Oh Chris, any any what's the what's the story? Fucking tell me something weird. Frisky. Just, that's Anything just particular? Heard, is that people get weird and frisky. Yeah, you know? yeah, that happens. Some really gross shit happens too. People, you know, 
invade people's personal space, do fucking I'm drunk, really I'm gross somewhere shit. where I don't know people. Here's I'm wearing something I can't be, be identified be, with. Uh, fucking awful. Yeah, it's oh. shitty. It's gross. Keep your hands I can your fucking self, you fucking self, right? We didn't get uh, frisky. We did get drunk, but we did not get frisky. We're very boring. <laughs> That's my mo. So, <laughs> I, get, I mean, I, I get frisky, fucking, but you know, with with people who want to get frisky, so it's it's all good there. No fucking, hey, what's up? I like this outfit you got on. I'm more like uh, you don't know me, but you're gonna Aragon in Lord of the Rings. I'm just like trying to get drunk in the corner, and then like people watch, and that's it. <laughs> nah, man, I'm fucking, I, I'm goddamn wild. Goddamn, I, I like to party. Um. Yeah, so uh, thanks for sharing that. That's awesome to hear. Yeah, I need to you. fucking, I need to go. I want to go. Every year I'm like, I got to go. And then I'm just like, ah, tickets went. They're fucking, they, they go. That's, I don't what, think that's I'm patient enough to go to something like that. Someone oh, bumped would, into me while I was walking. I'd immediately get mad and I'd be like ready to yell at him. And, Damn, you're the problem at cons. You guys <laughs> fucking, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm like, okay, even and he called the SWAT team in. Even the, you know, the, the biannual trip, you know, I, it's, it's become for me and Trisha to go to Disneyland. The whole time, I was like months of me mentally preparing myself not to yell at people. What's what's four times annual? Quad annual? Yeah. You guys doing that soon? Why would it be four when it's every two? Go four times a year, not two. No, no, once every other year. No, I'm saying go four times I'm a year. Going once You're not a understanding year. me. She would love it. You, she you would. You gotta do it. I wouldn't. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, last thing we're going to discuss um, is, so we did a video uh, for the channel, probably the video. Yeah, uh, happened. Yeah, um, been largely successful for us, which has been awesome. Uh, still getting subscribers from that, so welcome to the channel if you are joining us uh, from that. We uh, watched the 48-minute video for Cyberpunk 2077. We fucking loved it. A um, little. Yeah, we talked about it. <laughs> um, we got a lot of people in the comments talking on that one. That was amazing. Yeah. That video is going towards like 40,000 views right now, which is insane. Yeah, I had to give up on keeping up on it. I had to be able to I'm do other things. Dude, I'm so. still in there, and whatever comments YouTube lets me know exist, I'm trying to comment on every single one. So, And I will try that until you know everything's, fucked. everything's been answered or talked about. So, That's awesome. I didn't know that, that that video got so many views for you guys. Um, oh, oh yeah. No, it's... Are, uh, huh? Just so I can understand, are most of the comments like they like you guys or they hate you guys? Oh, 99.8% positive. positive. Some of the nice. most insane comments I've ever seen. Like People That's are really saying cool. our reaction is the best reaction they've seen for Cyberpunk out of like seven people they've watched. Some dude said we're like the best reaction he's seen to anything ever, which I was like, Jesus. Um, yeah. There's a couple dickheads. There's some guy who called us like um, hillbilly hipsters, which is the dorkiest shit I've ever heard in my life. If you're watching this and you call us hillbilly hipsters, fucking, that's so fucking dorky. Why would you say that? It's not even a thing. I'm just um, confused. Yeah, it's dumb. I read that and I was like, I was like, really, dude? What the fuck? Are you 10? Yeah. There's always people, there's, there was a, these guys must be from Minnesota or some shit like that. Oh, yeah, but that, yeah, whatever. And then the other guy below him was like, that was a different video, I think. But, um, was it? That whole video is a blur. It's, there's been, there's like almost 500 like, comments yeah, on the thing. Hundreds of comments. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that's, that's been amazing. And that we're getting that. I mean, just so everybody knows, because this is exciting for us on the channel. Um, even though I never visibly show it. From, from like a year, our most viewed video was a, in a year, it got to like 
16,000 views, which is amazing. Oh I was God. like, that's amazing. And then our newest uh, most viewed video in a month was at like 19,000. Mm. I was like, wow, it was really quick. We got to fucking like 21, 22,000 views on that fucking Cyberpunk video in like days. in days. I was like, this is what fucking, this is insane. It so it's huge growth huge for us. We've, we've got new uh, subscribers from it, like a shitload, which has been amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're still getting them, so it's awesome. A couple awesome. of new people in the Discord as well. So. Yeah, 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 which is really cool. So huge growth for the channel. I mean, we went from like 582 subs to Struggling we're on our way to 900 now. Yeah. <laughs> we're almost at 900, which is insane. So 1,000 seems super doable now. Anyway, without all that, uh, you know, thank you guys for, for partaking in that video. Gosh, I'm glad gosh. you guys liked it, and uh, thank you for subbing. But that conversation is going to continue because... Um, like a lot of you guys in the comments, let me know all these details about the game. Cause we just watched that video and that was about it. I've been watching videos on, I've been reading about cyberpunk and I want to discuss, there's a lot of mystery to this game. We, we didn't even see it for a long time. It finally dropped. We loved what, what we saw, but there's a lot going on in that fucking video too. And there's a lot of information that's, minutes. that's not being conveyed. And it's just so packed full of visuals mm -hmm. and, and detail and all that stuff that, um, I've done a little bit of research to see what has been confirmed, what's what this game's gonna do, what kind of features it's gonna have, mechanics, stuff like that, and a couple speculative things as well. Before we jump into that though, obviously you guys know me and Chevy are huge fucking, we're super hyped on this. We played the pen and paper game. Um, we love cyberpunk as a genre, all that shit, and we had nothing but great things to say about it. Um, I believe you guys, neither of you have seen the 48 minute video. I watched half of it. Okay. And Paul, you haven't. The, the uh, Hillbilly Hipsters review of it, you know, but uh, but no, I haven't seen the video. I am excited for the game, but I'm trying That's the to new name. temper the hype a little bit. Yeah. Um, it seems really cool, though. Yeah. Like, and especially because it's going to come out like at the very least a year from now. Like it, it is smart to like dial back the hype on it. God, I. That's hard for me to agree with just because you want to see a game pre-alpha footage that looks better than completed games i mean I well for know. that game i'm saying in general as, yeah. a, as like a as a philosophy yeah, i just think because josh is the same he doesn't he doesn't like to watch trailers for games no yeah i know I, it's in fact that's what it reminded me of when paul said that well i like to watch trailers like i would watch like a fucking two minute trailer for the game but, but a not like a full playthrough minute game like gameplay video normally i'm not gonna watch more than a 15 minute gameplay video yeah, which is fair it's closer to you know how rockstar does their trailers where they sit there and they break down everything but it's, not for 48 minutes. yeah not for 48 minutes but <laughs> it, that's what they're doing so yeah. you could probably yeah. find a shortened version though yeah or highlights or whatever mm -hmm. he said he's well, seen I've, a little bit on it and i listen to a lot of gaming podcasts so i've like heard a lot of people talk oh, about yeah. it and whatnot it's definitely definitely something that i'm interested in yeah um any any history with the pen and paper either of you have you guys played it at all not cyberpunk no but from what i understand it's not the game isn't only focused on the cyberpunk franchise it's also like a bunch of other because it's an open world game pretty much like right mm. you get all aspects of cyberpunk everything in it pretty much you know yeah it seems like it's like a love letter to cyberpunk in general the genre yeah well they are working with uh mike pondsmith who's the creator of it um and a lot of the technical systems in the game um they have left some of them out like stats i think like attractiveness stuff like that they have left out of the game but they've actually said and this is actually in my notes they've actually said that um even though they're not in the game right now they they still will add those in the game if they think it's worth it 
So like they're not even they're not even like to the point where like this is the game. Like they're still I can adding seduce everybody with my robot body. Yeah, I mean you could if they added that. Um so you guys are both interested in it. Paul said he, he's uh interested in it. Chris, you're interested in it. You said you watched a little bit of it. Mm-hmm. I watched uh, half the trailer. Any general thoughts on it? Um excited because this is not a genre i've ever delved too deep in the cyberpunkiness um but i've always been interested in it mm. um what if i what do you either of you think about it being a first person action rpg what's your opinion on that totally cool with that yeah um i mean i don't know i'm kind of curious how it will control mm. i'm trying to think of a first person uh, CD Projekt Red game that I've played, and they just haven't. They haven't made them. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the thing. Like for me, before the game was shown off, I was like, "How's this gonna play?" They don't really have a pedigree of working on first-person shooters. Yeah. Uh, Witcher Three, when it came out, like it's highly praised now, but when it came out, like a lot of people complained about the controls of that game, yeah. and like they ended up putting out a packs to kind of fix his run animation, stopping and starting, and stuff like that. So. I'm just real curious how it will feel. Like, obviously, it looks good, and the setting seems awesome and everything like that, but, mm. you know, how's it going to feel? I believe they have someone working with them for the controls um, who was a um, Counter-Strike pro player. So he's actually uh, helping them fine-tune the controls of the game hmm. now. Uh, as so. far as first person, that doesn't bother me at all. Sometimes it seems really cool. Like, I played through fucking Grand Theft Auto Five all in first person. Damn, that did was you? probably not supposed to happen. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, when you go into buildings, like, those games are so well detailed. Like, when mm-hmm. you go into buildings, it's like you could see all the little shit on the bookshelves and stuff like that in first person that you kind of miss in third person. So Yeah. No, it's more immersive in that way. I, I thought it was amazing when they added, even though I definitely didn't beat the game in first person. But I played uh, 5 in first person a little bit. And I was like, this game was in third person, and it's detailed like a first person game would be. Like, they've really put some fucking work in this game that it translates over to first person pretty well. Like, you get in a car, and you're like, wow, this is all detailed. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Chris? Um, First-person RPGs like this, always like, the first thing I can think of that I have the most experience with is, like, Skyrim or Fallout. Mm-hmm. Um, so those I, I enjoy those games examples? a lot. What? Sorry. What? Nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, the fuck did you say? <laughs> immensely. So... <laughs> The fact that it's first person is going to be nice, like they said in the trailer, it's going to make you seem more immersive. Mm. Um, your point of view, and you can kind of control everything from that. And in the trailer, when the eyeball switching happened, it really grossed me out because that's like oh, I loved it. Bothers me the most, but it was also crazy at the same time that you could see like once the eye was connected, the world around it from that eye. It was really mm. cool. Yeah. The reason I ask is because it's probably been one of the only things that's been a point of contention in the. Uh, hype of the game if it is people going oh i love it or they're going like well why couldn't it be third person they still want the game like anyone who's hyped for this game we're talking about it they're excited for it but i've been seeing in our comments and other comments people going like oh, i would have preferred it being in third person more like the witcher blah 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 so i just kind of wanted to gauge where you guys are at when it comes to uh that decision because um I've, of course i'm for it i play a lot of first person shows already obviously this is an rpg but that that uh, point of view makes sense to me and i also really appreciate that 
when you make a first-person shooter, those are typically some of the best-looking games that exist because they have to be because you're right there. You're in it. You're looking right at everything up close. So it has to be good-looking. Right. Um, but uh, and I believe I mean you didn't seem like you had any issues. I don't with care it. one way or the other. Yeah, yeah. Um, I didn't have an expectation either, though. And yeah. I'm not saying other people did or what or they're wrong in, in liking other game types. Yeah. I just when they said they were making something that wasn't The Witcher, I wasn't also expecting The Witcher again. I was expecting a new IP. Well, I remember I read somewhere doing, somewhere so. too. Somebody was like, "Well, if this is third person, it would just be a reskinned Witcher." I'm like, "Eh, no, that engine's completely different." Yeah. I mean, that's that's a way more advanced game. Way more. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just you know, I'm playing Destiny Two currently as an example, and even mm-hmm. going back. I think it's funny he used Skyrim. I was giving you crap for that because I would, I'd probably even say, you know, a better Elder Scrolls example. I'm going to get killed for this one, but uh, Morrowind. It's the best one. So. That's the best Elder Scrolls. Fucking don't at me. But that is more of a, like a, a role, like expansive role-playing game in first person. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Shit, I'd say, actually, they should just put the whole thing in VR only. And fucking, oh, God, you know. I'd love it in VR. Yeah. I can't afford that computer, man. My wallet does not appreciate your comments. <laughs> to scrap the PC version or, or whatever. You have offended just my wallet. Only. <laughs> That's the way to go. You know, yeah, no, while they're at it, they that. might as well just sell it in a VR headset proprietary to that game because mm-hmm. it's probably going to cost yeah. me the same. And then you do VR in that game in VR. What? There you go. <laughs> there's there's VR. They're putting Keep headsets on. <laughs> That's the future, dog. You or you know, you just use the VR for all the the hacking stuff only. You're like, oh, oh, time to do the hacking part. I'm not. That's too much work. That that helmet comes off or stays on. Doesn't. No, I'm not switching that <laughs> shit out. <laughs> this isn't Johnny Mnemonic. We're not putting fucking sunglasses on. It's a weird reference. It'd be, it'd be a lot. Yeah, it is a weird reference. Um, <laughs> I forgot that movie existed. It just came out from the from the back files at the back of my brain. Just fucking. That's a reference. Um, yeah, so I was going to go through some of these details that I have found out about the game. Okay. I'll try and be very clear whether this is something that was confirmed or if this is something people are talking about. Also, if I get something wrong, please let me know in the comments, uh, you know, what, what the truth of the matter is. Let me know also uh, anything. There, there's so much information that's coming out about this game that I'm going to miss a lot of it. So definitely let me know in the comments stuff we need to know, stuff you want us to talk about all that stuff. Let's have a conversation about this. But uh, yeah, so uh, in no particular order, I just got a bunch of notes here. I'm going to throw them out there. We'll talk about them. So one thing I got is the game is playable from beginning to end already. So they've already completed that aspect of the game. Uh, But there's a lot more work to be done. Uh, They said that skills that are not in the game right now uh, may stay out of the game or be added later if they think the game uh, will be better for it. So I already kind of mentioned that before. But um, you can play this game from the beginning of the game to the end already. This game still has easily a year of work on it, though. So um, I think it's really interesting in the sense that um, they already have the skeleton of the game made. Mm -hmm. And that that just gives them more time to build onto a game that I already think is super fucking detailed already. So that gets me really hyped um, just knowing that that amount of work they've already put into the game, they're still more they're going to be adding to it where I, I feel like this oh. we're beginning to be getting a really densely packed game here yeah a lot of that time would probably be polish and fine and fixing bugs and glitches and stuff like that too especially right? an open world game yeah mm-hmm. I, I like i can't imagine what the testing is like that has to be how much how many people they have to have 
play the shit out of that game to find everything that hopefully everything that's broken on it, you know, yeah. and how much they have to fix. So especially with know. routes and missions and conversations as well. There's a lot of parameters there. Yeah. Uh, I, I keep no fucking expert when it comes to game design, but I can't, ima- I would imagine most hopefully developers have to have the game ready around a year before it's released just so they can work on getting it mm. polished and fixed and bug free and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I emphasize a year though, only because that's like the soonest the game will come out and they've emphasized that this game does not have a set date yeah. that, that it will yeah. come out when they think it's done. Um, they want the single player experience of the game to feel complete and finished. No, it's not going to, they don't want it to come out and go, well, where's this at? Like it's if supposed to be done. That game huh? And put it, if somebody like stole that game and like you could download it right now, would you just play through it? No, 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 no. I wouldn't touch off. it. Yeah. Huh? There'd be a lot of people who would, and there'd be a lot of people posting shit about it. I would be. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I don't want to play just because CD project red, I have such uh respect for, and I know the quality that they make with their games that I want that fucking finished product as it's intended to be. I have, yeah, so it's, it's different for me. Cause if you would ask me for like five years ago, I probably would have said yes, mm. but I've such a backlog of games right now that it, it doesn't matter. Like it'll like, come out I, and I'll buy it. I then. downloaded it and wanted to play it. I wouldn't get around to it for like a year. I, I don't have time. So it's a time thing for <laughs> yeah. you. Now for me, I, I just, I want that game to be exactly what's supposed to be. Sure, I've but play, I mean, I've played games in early access plenty. Fucking, it works out sometimes. You get it something, and in this case, he's talking about a you know obviously a pirated you know fucking development version of the game. Doing CD Projekt Red wrong. That's what he's talking about. Sure, but <laughs> you don't do CD Projekt Red wrong in this hypothetical situation. Uh, you playing that, and then if you took you you play that, and you come out of that going, well, they're fucking it up. The game isn't done, right? Mm. You're getting a taste. It's like someone was making you some food and they hadn't even seasoned it yet or added part of the ingredients. The pork hasn't like, been cooked oh, yeah, yet. And you're complaining good. about the fucking. God, this is awful. The e. coli I you got. You're going to serve this to me. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I would totally, if I had time. I don't have time. Play an early version of that game. My own no brother. Than beta test. My own brother. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I watched that. I watched an early version uh, that wasn't a beta test of the Resident Evil movie back in the day. I pirated it. I'm admitting that, and it didn't have CGI in it yet. And it you could see like microphones on screen you and shit. Like that, yeah. yeah, and the only reason I'm bringing that up is because that first off that shit was illegal. It's not the same as a beta. Secondly, and it's a movie too. <laughs> Secondly, it looked like shit. We got beta test this movie. It looked like shit. It was awful. So fucking why the hell? You're trying to just get in there early. Like you were saying with the cooking thing. You're trying to bake a cake. You're in there fucking dipping your fingers in the fucking dough. That's what I'm saying. Cookies, your expectations not need to be at what you're you're doing. You just need to wait. You need to fucking wait till the I'm shit's done. I'm not disagreeing done. with that. Yeah. I think there's some people who would... Who would like That's the whole reason I bring it up. Because it seems like the hype for this game. And it's understandable too. Because it seems like a cool fucking game. But mm. just like balancing that out in my head of people spoiling a good experience for themselves because they can't wait for something. It's like, what's interesting. I feel like, yeah. yeah. Uh, Same thing as like people telling them how they should make the game that nobody has played yet. Yeah. I always have pet peeves with that. Like it's fine to have opinions or whatever, or what you want from it. But when you're like, this needs to be like this. It's like, well, you you haven't touched it. Or you're like, this game is bad. And it's like, the game isn't even out. You couldn't know that. Yeah. Um, Chris, any thoughts on that? Just the fact that it's a year out 
or more. I, that, I think that's great that they've got like a beginning to end to it. And they're like, we're not ready to release this with even within the next year or so. Like yeah. that just shows that they're dedicated to making it the perfect game in their eyes of how they want it to pan out, which is really great. They're not pressured to release something half cocked like a lot of other companies do. And then, oh, here's 97 updates later. And here's the game is how it's supposed to be. Yeah, here, here's year two. The game is what it was supposed to be when it released well that polish right. time is super important because like look at a good example polish time this game is being made in poland um <laughs> call of duty used to be on a two-year uh development cycle and now it's on a three-year development cycle and specifically with black ops 3 mm. you could see the extra year oh, they yeah. put into yeah. the game yeah they put shit in there they didn't so, have to um not that it's a weird comparison to use, but mm. it's something that's easy to, to yeah, see please a, a don't, track record. Please don't compare the two games. No, it's e- but it's easy. People will eat us alive. It is a development track record is what I'm saying. Is like that game was on a two-year cycle, and mm. when it switched to a three-year cycle, because they're not making a new engine for that mm. game. They're just building features. Yeah, and that's just a lot there, of right? assets being built. There was another mechanics. year they got to make gameplay yep. features. Right. So yeah, you got right. a lot more content for $60. That's all for I was sure. saying. Yeah. So. I still want them come with the pitchforks and the fucking torches. Heathens! You don't have to fucking like the game at all. I don't play them. I played that one. I hate all games. That's so. why this channel exists. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, next little tidbit I got is uh, first person was decided for full immersion to take in the characteristics of the world and be down in the streets. Mike Pondsmith saying he, you perceive the world differently uh, from first person perspective, feeling more involved, hearing conversations, seeing things out of the corner of your eye and situational awareness uh, is too big in third person. He thought it was tactically unfair to be able to see around your character. It feels better when people are like, you know, rushing in the room. And like, if you have an augment, you can see them coming through the walls. And if you didn't have it, you know, you wouldn't see that. He wants it to feel like you're standing in that room versus standing behind the person. Um, yeah, he doesn't want you to see all threats coming uh, for a more tactical view, uh, which, you know, this is something we kind of speculate on a bit when we watch the video anyway, because, mm. you know, that that's just a fact. It is more immersive typically when you're playing first person. I do think it's interesting, though, he's talking about it from a gameplay perspective as well. He doesn't want you to have that, like when you play a game like a shooter and you're playing in a third person, everybody needs to be playing third person. Otherwise, it's unfair because in third right. person, you see way too much. There's, you know, games years ago I'd play that you could choose to be in first person or third person. You always pick third person. Now it's just always like set to this is the first person server, this is the third person because you can see around rocks. You're laying in grass. You can see above it from Honestly, their perspective. You do that, seen that. that weird camera trick all the time too, where you're like, I, yeah. I, every time I think it looks funny because it looks like you're like staring at the ground, yeah. but you're actually staring at the corner of the screen. That's something that still exists in games, and I've been using it since like fucking Quake. But if you pull the screen down from the corner because the FOV curvature, you can see things almost magnified up there. And I'll do it a lot. Yeah, you're you're right. I do do that. Um, <laughs> Because I'm like, I'm blind. I want to see over there. Um, yeah, so anything you guys want to add to that? We kind of already covered that a bit. No, I just think it's a it's a valid point to yeah. make, you know, for the decision process, and I can respect it. So Yeah. Yep. Uh, full day and night cycles with good and bad weather will be included in the game, which is something that you'd probably expect from an open world game. But that includes stuff like acid rain. So uh, they were talking about, um, you know, storms coming in Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. So uh, that is cool. Some games kind of, even to this day, do keep it basic when it comes to open world. You know, the sun comes up, sun goes down. Sun comes up, sun goes down. Right. So uh, very, very cool. Um, feel free to jump in as I knock these out. Uh, Mike Pondsmith thinks, I emphasize thinks, the game 
uh, will take after the pen and paper game and day and night cycles will change uh, the people and threats. Um, he was asked about this in an interview and they're like, well, you know, nighttime be different than daytime. And they were talking about, you know, people in their day jobs will be, you know, at home during the night, which makes sense. But he said in the pen and paper game, uh, the streets get way more dangerous at night. And he was saying that they followed what he has created in pen and paper so closely. He does think that will be the case in the game itself, um, which will be interesting because he brought up the point of like all these people going to like the like all the business people are going to be in the streets during the day doing their thing, going to their jobs. And at night, there's going to be more criminal element out there. So you're going to be running into more things. And even games like Elder Scrolls kind of has that. You'll be walking down a trail and some asshole who's dressed like a fucking... Give me your sweet rolls. Yeah, give me your sweet rolls. They always want the sweet rolls. Always. I'm, and I'm like, dude, these are my fucking sweet sweet rolls. I'm the Dovahkiin. You can't take my sweet rolls. I'm gonna yell your ass off a cliff. Hate that shit. So, not too far-fetched. But I, th- I think it would be awesome if they implemented that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that would really help with immersion, too. Having the differences of enemies during day and night, like it would be just like in real life, you have different threats during yeah. day and night. And it almost seems like we're talking more about the AI's like cycle than the the day and night. You know, mm-hmm. like that would kind of be figured out by how much of a routine everyone has and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, like are people actually going home at night? with their day jobs and new people coming out or like even Skyrim does that. Like everybody has a schedule and stuff yep. like that. So, well, and, and a really uh big point to that is the Witcher three, even the Witcher two did it, but the Witcher three uh, people do have day jobs. I mean, they literally go to bed, they sleep, they wake up at a certain time. They'll go do their thing. They'll go to the bar and stuff like that. And then they'll come back home. So it's not something outside the wheel box for, CD Projekt Red to do, but on this scale, it's kind of crazy. So I would assume there'd probably be a more algorithmic uh, AI for certain types of people who do yeah. certain kinds of things. Um, but yeah, I, 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 I don't think it's too far outside of what they would do just because they've already stressed that what you wear will affect uh, your you know stats street and street cred. Yeah. You'll be perceived differently by people based off what you wear. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if they're already thinking about shit like that, they're probably thinking about day and like night cycles. Like a t-shirt that says, these are my sweet rolls, stay away from them. <laughs> or then like, people like, are going to be coming for them sweet you're rolls. You're going to look at that guy and be like, that looks like a guy who would steal some sweet rolls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you wear that shirt and you walk in a storm. People are like, no, 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 not you. Get out. We don't fucking, I don't deal with sweet rolls. I'm up, sick of hearing about the shit. All the sweet rolls go into a glass case of the lock. You know how many people get fucking filled <laughs> in the streets over sweet rolls? I don't want anything to do with this. Go, go home. Wherever you come from, I don't care. I don't need your life story. Um, let's see. Where was I at? Uh, epic scale city, including skyscrapers with verticality, being yep. able to go up into buildings and multiple districts. So We got a taste of that in that video. Yeah, yeah. but somebody asked specifically, how many of those buildings am I going to be able to go into? Which would be an insane technical feat if you go into every single one. I don't think you'll be able to do that. And they didn't say that either, but they did say that there are a lot of places you're going into and you're going to be able to um, go up into skyscrapers and see the whole city from up there. Um, which is something that Mike Pondsmith also was talking about. He always had this dream when he was creating Cyberpunk that of being able to view the city from a perspective like that. So that's something they're working on. Somebody also said, I don't know if this is true or not, but I read in comments we were talking about being able to scale buildings with the fucking Mantis uh, blades. I think that's what they're called. I um, saw someone say that as well, and the only th- 
thing they seemed shown in the video was like sticking to the wall for yeah. a moment. And I don't know if that was because of the mantis blades or another it argument. It seemed like but... a move yeah. to be able to get to the wall and then jump down on people, like a stealth move, almost like in Splinter Cell when you jump up in a hallway and you did the splits. They right. took it out of later Splinter Cells, but you could like wait for people and drop down on them. And then take the sweet yeah. rolls. Yeah. You, you get the <laughs> fucking sweet rolls. But, um, fucking, <laughs> I'm just thinking about that. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they're talking about like scaling buildings. And I don't know if that's actually going to be in the game or not. I'd be really impressed if it was. But um, but I don't know if that's fact. But just the idea of being able to actually go up through buildings. I don't know if you're going to be going floor from floor or like up an elevator to a different floor. But either way, we are getting a very large scale city with a lot of uh, places to go into it. At the very least, uh, really good fooling. of Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to board All that. All I can think of now is Bionic Commando, and I just want to grapple arm. That's my ex-wife. I loved that game, and I'm the only person <laughs> on the planet, and that's fine. <laughs> don't kink shame. Uh, <laughs> kink shaming is my kink. The soundtrack right. to that game is really good too. Yeah, yeah, it was. I, I fucking, I loved that game. Uh, it was really fun. Uh, okay, so there's going to be six districts in the game. going to go through them real quick. Uh, City Center, which is Night City's biggest pride. This is the heart of the corporations, the cluster of neon, and the quintessence of, of luxury. Uh, Watson is a unique mix of Asian cultures. It is a fallen corporate giant now populated by immigrants hiding various bazaars and markets in a tangle of narrow alleyways. Uh, Westbrook is featuring tourist-oriented Japantown. Uh, it is a place for the wealthy who like to work hard and play hard. So it kind of sounds like Vegas or something. Uh, huh? It's going to be Yakuza dice games. They're going to get their tattooed arm out. and You're going to roll some dice. It's mm -hmm. illegal to get money, so they're going to hand you the sweet roll. Han. You're going to walk outside, and you're going to place it in the tent, and they're going to exchange it for other, other sweet rolls. Yeah. And you're going to go home a full and happy boy uh, or girl. Uh, Haywood, living in one of the neighborhoods of the predominantly Latino area, means you successfully managed to climb to the social ladder. It's a massive suburban housing district with an underlying gang problem. Pacifica, on the other end of the spectrum, this is the most dangerous part of town, abandoned and overrun by gang activity, separated from the rest of the city. It's a place of immense poverty. And Santo Domingo, all night city, is powered from here with the countless power plants and industrial factories stuck in an endless cycle of modernization. Um, so, yeah, I just want to go through that because it's interesting to hear almost of like a, an idea of, of these districts culturally. So um, obviously a lot of games will have like different areas that have a theme, but it's cool to hear that that there's like a cultural element to the ideas of these as well, because that's a really important part of cyberpunk. I mean, one thing I'm hoping for in this game, too, is um, there's there's a class called nomads who essentially travel the highways and the freeways because they've essentially they've become really dangerous places to travel because there's gangs and shit who will, you know, try and jack you there. So there's people who know how to navigate those places and are ready for those threats, stuff like that. And, uh, it's, it's, I'm hoping they have stuff like that. And hearing this, it sounds like they will, because there's so many deeper thought out elements to these sections of the city. That's it's, cool. it's, I mean, obviously it's very reminiscent of the ideas that go behind the pen and paper game, which obviously yeah. the game is based off, but even Shadowrun, I remember looking at a map of uh, Seattle for 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 Shadowrun, and uh, there was this the corporate center. This is 
where all the the shops are, and mm-hmm. then this is where the rich people live, and everyone else lives here. Yeah. And there's literal walls separating all those sections. Well, that's the interesting so, thing about this, too, is like yeah. three of those sections sound like impoverished places. Yeah. It's not just like one section of cities, like the slums. It's like there's a lot of slums. There's different slums. Right. So it's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh. So they did confirm that there will be romance options in this game. You will meet people, be able to create uh, um, relationships with them and potentially have romances with them. But there is also going to be one night stands. You'll be able to bring people back to your apartment, do whatever the fuck you, you like to do. Bake sweet rolls. Bake sweet rolls in fucking oh uh, animal costumes. Were sweet rolls confirmed for this game? <laughs> I, I'll get I'll, I'll get in touch and ask them personally. I'm like, okay, all this sounds real I think good. A certain Mr. Howard might be upset with that. It sounds all real good, but next thing you know, they've changed the name to Sweet Rolls 2077. <laughs> <laughs> sweet Sweet Rolls 2077. Um, God, I'd be upset. Uh, <clears throat> Next thing is emphasis on choice, multiple ways to go about doing missions, avoiding certain scenes completely. They were talking about how uh, the demo that they showed off, there's like so many different ways you can go about that, that you would never even see what even happened there. It wouldn't tie in later. You would just go and do it a completely different way. So if you're talking with your friend and you did it that way and they did it this way, those cutscenes just would not exist for them. So the part where she's pulling the gun up, put it into that guy's face or whatever, all that would never happen. Yeah, so uh, really they're putting they said it's it's very challenging for them to make all these different um, routes but they also don't sure. want to they don't want to cheapen or half asset they want to just they want to do exactly what they want like the idea is um, which is really commendable in my opinion um, that, adds, that adds a lot of replay value to the game too because yep. if you want you can go through and try to re-experience things in different ways and always get something different which is really nice which is in my note as well adding incentive to play again because yeah like you played it now you have a reason to play through it again and see some like experience something completely different right right um and also skills and knowledge can change the route completely so that's all obviously kind of a no-brainer if you're really good at hacking you're gonna probably go down different routes but also decisions you've made and people we've talked to could change a route in, a, in uh, otherwise something that no one else would have that same um, experience. Well, Obviously, they, unless they made the same they decisions tried to you did. They emphasize that a lot even during that, that video. They were talking yeah. about how, like, at this point, you know, if you would have had a different relationship with this person, this might not have played out this way. Or, if, you know, you had a higher you know, skill in this regard, it could have played a different way. It really, it really does seem like they want it to feel like it, uh, an RPG uh, yeah. that you have choice and in, in decision in. and also that uh, weird, I guess, way to word it, but like, you know, the whole butterfly effect thing matters as well in the game too. Like something ripples later then you're like, why the fuck is this person being such a dick? And it could be because, you know, you fucked over their friend before and shit like that. So, um, yeah. And it's funny too. Cause I, I, for a while now, ever since I played Witcher three, I was like, Holy shit. These guys are literally snatching away that whole game that like Bethesda's famous for. Like these guys are like taking it and going like, this is what these games should be like. And you know, whatever year it is. And so, th- you know, they, they, they're essentially fucking taking that market. Cause Bethesda keeps re-releasing Skyrim for fucking 60 years. And, uh, the sweet roll edition's coming out soon. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> but now I'm like, I'm, I'm hearing about this more and I'm like, they're also fucking taking away from Bioware. Cause Bioware's, 
taken a hit with Andromeda. People are saying it's good now, but like still, it's it, it was not well received, and people still negative like look at it negatively. But now they're working on Anthem, and that may be good, that may be bad. We don't know, but it's definitely in a different direction. So that's leaving it wide open for these guys to make you know this fully conversational, fleshed out game mm-hmm. full of choices and stuff like that. So it's just kind of crazy. I almost kind of feel like we're almost uh, crossing into like. Uh, Rockstar GTA territory here. Yeah. Even though it's an RPG, it's still like the open world. Like, it I've been feels similar. hoping for Rockstar to make a cyberpunk or a futuristic That'd be open amazing. world game forever. Yeah. You know? Dude, th- yeah, I never even thought about that. Mm-hmm. Like, if they made like a, a futuristic Grand Theft Auto Rockstar, it'd be amazing. Well, it's funny too because speaking of Rockstar, you know, we, we obviously we watch the. And I speak for me and Seth, obviously. On Instagram, Whoa! But, you're speaking for me, dog. Uh, we watched the Red Dead Two trailer sweet, and Sweet Rolls Two, and that's another company that really is like detail oriented oh, to yeah. a crazy level. You brought it up earlier, even with the first person in, in Grand Theft Auto Five, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, they're, they're these also companies that take their time to make a game, though. You notice yeah. that, and they yeah, don't them, really talk about Naughty it until ready. CD Projekt Red. There's there's companies that like. Some people are like, man, that's going to cost a lot of money. It's going to be a lot of work. If we fail, you know, it's going to not going to work. And so they, they do it, you know, conservatively. They they just do what they know is going to work. And then they might add, like, a feature that was like, whoa, that's crazy. They can now blow up the floor in this game or something like that. That's not in a lot of games. But then, like, companies like this, they're like, dude, fucking, we're going to make this happen. And we're going to take as long as we fucking need. And we have the resources to do it. And, uh, and not every company can do that, but the companies that can do it, like they obviously stand out. If you are curious at all about CD CD project and the creation of Witcher and everything like that, like definitely check out, um, no clip, um, YouTube channel. They do Mm -hmm. documentaries about games and they have a three part series on CD project. And it's really interesting. Uh, hosted by Daniel Dwyer used to be a GameStop, um, person, but he's a really cool guy. And his, channel's cool i think i've heard of that i I heard about somebody who makes a gaming documentary so i'll have to check that out yeah it's no clip huh because uh did they do one on de uh for warframe somebody made a warframe documentary i'm not sure i I don't think so maybe i don't know i don't play warframe so it's just like oh you're missing out he has to hear about it in uh in the Discord channel that he's in all the time too, so you should. Also, Gerald at work tells me about it all the time. Oh, that's Gerald. a whole other fucking. That's a different. That's a whole other realm of discussion. <laughs> that's like saying aliens talk to you from another dimension. Um, substantial playthrough length. Think Witcher. So they're asked about how long this game is. It's going to be like twenty hours. So like, no, nah, it's going to be like think like Witcher at the very least in length. So it's going to be a full fledged RPG. It's not going to be like you're going to beat in like 10, 20 hours. Um, which is cool to hear because, you know, a game of this scale with as many things, you could see how somebody would make, you know, if it's storyline driven, a shorter experience just to nail that. So, uh, motorcycles have been confirmed. So there is cars, also motorcycles. There's been speculation on flying vehicles, um, which would be very cool. But, uh, that would be very cool. Yeah. Do you drive them? Yeah. How do they drive? First person. (laughs) Awesome. First person, yeah. So excited about first person driving cars. That's like what I do in these games, like GTA, mm. for example. Actually, you can go third person though. You can, and you can also, um, at least I, that I like was shown in driving. the video. 
when they started getting in a fight, the passenger grabbed the steering wheel and the driver popped out the window and he started, started shooting, fighting yeah. while you're driving down the freeway. Nice. So which is very cool. Just the motorcycle thing is really cool too because like I was already excited about the car. Like, oh, a car. And they're like, oh, there's, there's there's multiple cars. I'm like, that's awesome. And then somebody asks, like, is there other kinds of vehicles? And is there motorcycles? Yeah, but you, can't have, you can't have a cyberpunk game without cyberpunk-ass motorcycles. Yeah, you yeah. have to have a motorcycle. You have to have a fucking katana. Neon light on it and shit like that. Yeah. Uh, next thing, going into exactly what I said, uh, there is a full melee system uh, in Josh the game. And uh, including katanas, that was something that people were kind of uh, wondering about because it is kind of a staple to be a samurai um, street, Sam. street Samurai in Cyberpunk uh, to have a katana. Um, but they said beyond that, you can fight with your hands and other weapons. And it's not just like, oh, I picked up a weapon at this point and I'm going to start swinging it. There's a hole. You could spec your guy in that direction. Uh, nice. So nice. I know Josh will be very excited for that. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited for that. I, I mean, I like shooting in games like this, but like I also like having the variety of making a character if I wanted to being just a dedicated like brawler mm -hmm. just up close in your face punch punchy yeah yeah in a game with augments stuff like that too you can get really creative with your builds and like you can give yourself an edge for having you know a melee weapon if you can like mm -hmm. jump really high or far or like go invisible or something like that or move really fast or see yeah. things at a better rate than other people can. Or that Kresnikov, which is a drug mm -hmm. where everything slowed the fuck down, mm -hmm. which well, would be really an, cool. It's an ability that you could use if you had the high enough stats. And the only mm -hmm. reason they could have the stats is because they took the drug to up their stats. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. Yeah. Uh, bu 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 bu. So what are you looking for? I'm looking for the. You checking Twitter? No. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm bored. Digital extremes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Keep looking. Um, so there is no companion system like Fallout in this. So you're not just going to have like a person that you call and be like, all right, let's go. But depending on the decisions you've made and whatever quest you're doing uh, and depending on your choices, uh, you may have somebody join you in a quest or you may have groups join you. So you could do a quest where there's like a bunch of people with you or one person with you. But they also want you to be alone also to really kind of live in your character and be, you know, like it's not a game where you're gonna be like, all right, let's take the dog this time. Let's take the big guy this time. He's right. gonna tank shit for me. Um, so that's interesting. Um, like I said, feel free to jump in. I'm just gonna go. Uh, you may be able to buy new apartments, but you will be able to upgrade apartments. So I, I say it that way because they said, uh, somebody noticed um, in the video, there was like a advertisement or something about um, new apartments. And they're like, so will you be able to get ones? And they're like, you'll definitely be able to upgrade apartments. So that sounds like you'll be able to get new apartments, but they use the word upgrade, so I'm being safe with this Hyper and saying you'll be able spots. to do something that will make your apartment either better or you'll be able to get new apartments, which I think is fucking awesome because that, cool. that adds another live-in quality to an open world game. Mm. Uh, I think in Grand Theft Auto Five, it was awesome to be able to own a house and sell it and buy a new house. Uh, it gives you a sense of uh, living in that and that this is my house and I stop right. back by here and I do some shit and then I go out and do missions and it gives that quality of like you know you're not just okay mission one mission two mission three I'm flying through this game but like oh I'm gonna walk down the street I'm gonna go to the store I'm gonna go back to my house I'm gonna get in a fight with this dude and all this random shit that right. you get to have those stories that I think also is really also kind of feels like it gives you or at least in Grand Theft Auto it feels like it gives you a way to like gauge your uh, progress like the first couple Definitely. places yeah, or shitholes, and then like you get fucking something really nice. You could see like a fucking nice view and everything like yeah. that. Like kind of that like um, oh, I'm doing pretty good for myself now, kind of thing. It's of like course, a I'm Scarface. Sure how, well, 
you're doing for yourself in fucking <laughs> cyberpunk but mm -hmm. you know yeah in cyberpunk i mean you're never gonna be you know yeah. top dog but you can well, still survive um that's a really good point though because yeah it does give you a sense of like you start Plus, the game and you got this little shanty and then later yeah, you're you in a, a high closet. rise you, later on you have a bigger closet yeah <laughs> a bigger closet that's higher up the the elevator so you get to see past some of the tall buildings you can now see ground level yeah yeah you see you see that the sun exists you have a bigger kitchen to hold all those sweet rolls yeah. dedicated so sweet roll uh refrigerator Sweet, sweet roll vending machine, maybe. Yeah, yeah. It's just the funnel you plug into your mouth and you press the button and it says go. <laughs> and as you press and hold it, it starts accumulating it the tab of how much you own or how much you owe them. As the sweet rolls go, tunk, 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 tunk. and when you're fully sweet roll, roll satiated, you can just yeah. let go of the button. The you got to get an augment so you can digest sweet rolls faster, so you could have more sweet rolls. If you want more, just yeah, an you got to get that upgrade. Yeah. <laughs> you got the insulin injector and the fucking bionic stomach that just goes <laughs> and just passes them through you. Oh it's a separate tube that pumps them out somewhere else. Who gives a fuck? As long as it's not my apartment, I don't give a shit. <laughs> Going into the neighbor's apartment, they didn't pay for this. Um, yeah. So uh, they emphasize they emphasize making conversations seamless, getting away from the cutscene feel, which we definitely saw in the oh, forty eight yeah. minute uh, gameplay where they're talking and they're, they said that you're going to be making decisions as they're happening. So if there's something new you can say in that moment and you say it, it's going to just happen. It's not going to feel like and I and I kind of said that specifically when we watched it. It was cool how like in a lot of games you get those decisions and they'll kind of wait on you and then you'll click it and then it'll kind of go into the next scene whatever's been planned like, i ain't waiting all day yeah yeah they're like come on what are you, what are you doing and you're just like hmm, hmm what am i gonna pick I'm like, come on i ain't got all day what, what's going on blah, blah blah and you're like all right i'm gonna do this they're like all right let's go and then the next scene happens they said it's it they they're putting a lot of work they said it's a very hard thing for them to be doing but they want every time you talk to anybody uh, when you're in the street and you walk up, you're not going to get like the cutscene bars and a bunch of stuff. Like you're just going to walk up, hit the button. They're going to start talking to you and you're going to be able to talk to them back yeah. as it's happening. And no matter what happens, um, it's going to be seamless and just keep going, which I, I think on a technical level is fucking amazing, but I'm really excited for that. I love immersion. So no, it's super cool. I, I, and like you said, we saw a little taste of it in the, the video specifically, like when the deal is going down and you can like look at this person and like as soon as you looked over there showed you options available and then you look back and there's options both conversation and action options mm -hmm. and then even yeah. like you could look down the table and it might say something like oh grab the mug you know stuff like that so yeah and literally the moment uh you know the the person said uh pull gun she went and yep. instantly just the action was going and the guy yeah, it wasn't like scared. she was holding down is going okay are no you sure stutter, you're gonna do this no anything it was just yeah, yeah. so uh <laughs> probably one of the most impressive things i saw which is such a small dialogue. thing but it was mm -hmm. very very cool so very cool yeah. like you said that really helps with immersion because your decisions are instantaneous like you're not just sitting there dawdling waiting for them to you're in the moment yeah, and if you don't take an action, then you don't get to see what happens. Or, mm. you know, if you don't throw your gun at the right moment, you could be punished for it. Or just go down a different path that that situation, you know, mm -hmm. could have went some other way in that instant, right. but you didn't do it, like in real life. Mm -hmm. You know, am I going to punch this person or not? Fucking, that's going to change the, the situation. People. Punch this guy in the, in the fucking sweet rolls. Right in the sweet rolls. <laughs> get him in the sweet rolls. 
He's he's got that tung 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 thing happening. Are you gonna take advantage of that? You're gonna wait till he's done. <laughs> you know, if you want to be you know high, higher morality, you're probably gonna wait wait for him to finish. Might take a couple days, but you know, I'll be, I can I can come back. You're busy. No, no, it's cool. I'll just put this in my pocket. Yeah, I was gonna punch <laughs> you, but we'll we'll continue this later. I don't want to. I don't want to fucking interrupt a, a, a connoisseur, fellow connoisseur <laughs> of the sweet rolls. Um, yeah. So their philosophy on side quests in this is that they have to be something that you have not already done. So every side quest that they plan and create has to be something that does not exist in the game already. Um, the stories are side quests or the stories for side quests uh, have to be different and something has to happen when you finish them. So there has to be a point to it. When you finish a side quest, they want an end result, and they also say that the side quests can change the story or can be affected by the story. That's cool. Well, they kind of they showed that off a little bit with Witcher Three, though, where like the side quests weren't. Witcher uh, Three has the most impressive fucking side quests. Hey, go fetch that sweet roll. It yeah. was more. They like... all they all matter. Who's been taking all the sweet rolls? Hey, my sweet rolls. I want been you missing. to I want you to can follow you them like, into the woods and yeah, find out where you, they've been can taking you figure my sweet it rolls. Out. So instead of just going and getting it, you went and found the thief and the reasons why the sweet rolls were their target. And why aren't the sweet rolls sweet? Yeah. Where's the sweetness gone? Use your black magic to find out. And you played a whole different game while you were waiting to come back to Witcher 3. That's great. I'm glad that they they are really emphasizing their side quests aren't going to be the repeat of like fetch quests or kill quests. Mm. They're all going to be unique, but I can also like, you know, be a real hindrance on them too, because Coming up with new quest designs for side quests like that in either a large quantity for an open world could be very daunting. Um, for so anybody except for them, though, because they already did it in Witcher Three. I mean, like I'm like when I emphasize this, like I they really I've never played yeah, a game where the side quests were like they could have been their own fucking game. The stories like are are detailed enough that like I never played a side quest and went like. Yeah, okay, whatever, let's fucking do this. Like, I'm listening to the person. I'm like, this is like a whole written out thing. This could be like an episode of like a show or something. Like, it's its own Sure, it wasn't an afterthought. Yeah, it's crazy. Hey, this person also has problems. They're not necessarily world-saving problems, Mm -hmm. but... This is like a chapter in your your story. There was some neat side quests in like Skyrim and stuff like that, but I think the way it ties in, like what they're saying is that it actually changed the world. Mm -hmm. Because like the whole Civil War side thing in Skyrim, like sort of changes the world for anything relating to that but then like nobody cares that you like single-handedly fucking solve the civil war problem yeah. you know right um it never comes up anywhere outside of that quest line yeah. so like yeah, exactly uh, i guess what i'm talking about what i would like to see is like if you do something that would uh, people would hate you or, or love you for some kind of notoriety if that came into play anywhere else in the story or in the world would be really cool or vice versa if they know who you are from the main story and in the side quest they're like oh hey mm. fucking rob this dude maybe you could help me out with which is such a crazy task to take on to put that kind about, of i heard about how you let that guy go with his sweet rolls so like maybe <laughs> i like sweet rolls too and the next thing you know everybody like you know, He's wearing the shirts are, are you? I like sweet rolls too. Hey, are you that <laughs> fuck who stole the sweet rolls? Are you actually, are you the sweet roll savior? I thought you were a, le- a fucking legend. I don't I thought de- you were a myth. deal with your kind. I can't believe I'm meeting you. And uh, just to add on to that too, they said they're really 
they're not interested in, in, in doing like go kill this many of this and go grab this for me and blah, blah, blah without, you know, uh, obviously it's gonna be very hard to avoid go do this for me. Cause that's what almost any quest is going to be. But, um, they don't, they, they, they don't want to have filler. They don't want to have missions where it's like, okay, go kill fucking 20 of these punks. Right. You're not going to go up to random guy a, and he's not going to tell you to go kill five fucking random guy B's just because he wants them dead it's gonna be more so like hey these guys fucking stole from me here's the reason why i they're usually found here on this time i mean it's probably gonna be more like that yeah so uh, i stole my vintage so iphone no. 6s how the, you know, old that thing they is fucking have it <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> but yeah that if and i know they're gonna do this but to what degree i don't know I hope they just do something that, that I've never seen. Well, they, I mean, they already set a bar in that regard. Yeah. So all they can do is beat themselves. Exactly. And I, right. and I know at the very least they're going to do that, which is yeah. very exciting for me. Um, and last thing uh, is more of um, to explain to people essentially what you're getting into when it comes to playing in a cyberpunk world. Mike Pondsmith said that, uh, well, his whole mantra with cyberpunk is that you can't save the world, but you can save yourself. Uh, which is their philosophy going into this game. They want people to know that when you play this game, you are not playing a hero who's going to save the day. You're not going to change the world. You're not going to fix the poverty. You're not going to take out you know, the big bad guy and everyone's going to be happy and you're the hero now. You're essentially living in this world and there will be a storyline you're going to play through. But just like in the pen and paper, I mean, this is pretty much, um, what are those called? I'm trying to look out for number one. Yeah. But um, but it's like a scenario. It's it's like one of like oh, it's obviously campaign. campaign. Thank you. Yeah. It's just a campaign that's going to exist within this world. You're just in this world, and this is your story. Um, and like I said, the story could be big and epic, but like you're not you're not playing the hero. In fact, you're going to make a lot of questionable decisions uh, to live in this world because cyberpunk is a dystopian future where corporations already own everything. And it's not it's not a happy place, but it's full of you know danger and excitement and shit, and that's kind mm. of the point of it. That's the allure of it. So that's kind of the big uh, thing they want people to know that you're just existing in this world. You're not here to change it. There's no revolution that you're going to be making. So I'm saving Night City, saving them sweet rolls. As long as those are safe, fucking who gives a shit? The factory's fine. I got access to them. I got the augments. I got the machine. I'm chugging sweet rolls, and fucking who needs anything else in this? <laughs> Dark ass awesome. world. I'm I'm so tired of fucking. You're the the only hero the chosen in this world one. game. Like I was talking to Chevy yeah, at work, fucking about Destiny Two. Yeah. What really bugged me about that is it's a fucking multiplayer MMORPG, and they still had to stick to the you are the one true hero that's going to save everything. Fucking storyline. Like why do that? My least favorite but, part of Destiny Two is its story. It's fine yeah. for anyone who likes it a lot, but I mean, like it, it's it, it is nothing groundbreaking and that's under under saying what well, like this you have to give him that <laughs> barely fair did you play the first game yeah. oh yeah that's a good point <laughs> yeah at least they tried to show you that there's the a story game, i didn't give a fuck man yeah. that wizard came from the moon <laughs> all right all right dinkle Dinklebot. 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 But yeah, I agree. I agree with you because I, as much as the you know the next person, I like an underdog story. I like a hero story. But as a person who's getting like superhero fatigue and a bunch of shit, and 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 seeing just that, that I mean, people complain about like Avatar being similar to 
you know, that um, archetype of story, one that's way more fucking, you know, abundant is the chosen one who's going to save everyone well, you, and you be the hero. Literally just giving Spider-Man praise for, for relaxing on that. Uh, a you, little bit I mean, too. that that is a point. Like yeah. in Spider-Man, you already exist as Spider-Man. People know you're Spider-Man. You're talking to the SWAT team. They're like, hey, Spider-Man. Like you're not, this isn't your rise to fame. You are just Spider-Man. Yeah. There's just, there's more interesting stories than Hero Saves the Day all the time. Even 100%. like the Marvel movies aren't doing that anymore, you know? Like, yeah, they got away from it. Um, I, I just, uh, There's still so many instances of that in video games. I'm just happy that there's, I'm hoping this this game has more to say, you know. Yeah, I well, mean, it would be really out of fucking theme to make a you know game based in that world uh, where you're trying to save the world because it's just you're living everyday life when you play that game. Yeah, which it sounds like they're just gonna try to do as well. And even if you get elevated to the point where you are living good and you're making a lot of money, like now you're just the corporations. The world's still fucked. Now I like swim you're gonna, in the sweet. You're rolls. gonna fall into that. You're gonna fall into that. You know, dark world of just like like the chick in the trailer saying like someday you might be me. Um, and they, it's not that surprising either because Witcher, like, it's not like he was ever the like, oh, I'm gonna save her. He's like got a job to do and shit. Like half that. the time like, he's he like, might... you got money. Like people yeah. are like, dude, there's this thing trying to kill her, buddy. He's, he's like, literally, like, where's the money at? A dude who most people are like, I don't really like you, but you can fix my problems. So. Horson's working magic. <laughs> Anytime anyone said shit, people say Horson all the time in that game. And they say he's working magic. And I'm like, you talk like that. I'm going to start slapping you. You're just a dude. Like I, you know, I got to stay alive and I got to be able to buy shit. So you're a witcher. You know what the yeah. fuck you are. People don't <laughs> like you for it. You know, they don't like you for it. You know, you got skills that can make money. So you fucking make money off of it. I mean, yeah. So they, this isn't anything new for them. Yeah. Um, but just think about that in a story story sense, like those any story where you are like the chosen one and you're supposed to save everybody, it's fine, it's whatever. But for me, it's white noise. I just want to play the game at that point, and unless it's done particularly very well, I typically like you don't. Fail at the end, that'd I be I don't. Yeah, that's fine. That's <laughs> awesome. I I like a little bit of like darkness in a story. I don't I don't have to yeah. fucking win and save everything as long as it's played out well. Like I think Last of Us is a great example of that. And I'm not going to go too far into that. People should play it and fucking. Uh, you know, figure that out. But um, it's dark. Though. That story, that story is an existing story. It's not you didn't. Fight. I mean, you get personal gain at the end, but at a cost. Mm. And that's it. It's dark. I love it. Yeah. And not to spoil that game at the end at all. But imagine if that went the other way, how less affecting that story would have been. Exactly. Like wouldn't have been memorable in that regard. The way that that game played out at its ending. But if the end result, I can remember the entire thing, and I don't remember things well. So, yeah, um, it's just it's a personal story that I think most people who you know, unless you're a sociopath, if you care about people, you you get where where it's coming from, mm-hmm. and that hard decision of whether you know this could happen, this could fix everything, or am I going to do what I think is right, what I need, what I care about, at a cost of essentially betraying this someone's trust. Better, this, yeah. Yeah, but like that, that kind of layering is awesome. And the ending, no one went, no one beat that game. And went, fuck yeah, no one I love that. Like fucking, he won. Like you're just like, holy shit. It's yeah, like, when like you finish, I needed a fucking drink of whiskey after exactly. the end of that game. It's like no country for old men. You finish, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, and that kind of storytelling is my favorite. Uh, something that makes you think about it, and you know, cyberpunk lends itself to that. So, hundred percent. Um, just you know. 
seeing just you're just experiencing that world and that's that's awesome so um very excited for the game uh anything you guys want to say on cyberpunk and all the shit we just talked about uh sweet rolls what's your favorite kind of sweet roll you guys have one are you guys as big of experts on sweet rolls as you've been pretending this whole episode because i am no nah, man i just like pastries i'm not is that what a sweet roll is if it sure. can be whatever you want it to be man it's I, glazed bread i thought it was a sexual thing this whole time <laughs> i mean it's like no king about squeezing his sweet rolls and shit like that yeah <laughs> uh, yeah i'm with chevy i like pastries yeah i just like pastries. They're, they're good bread's not good for you but i don't give it's a fuck. delicious yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that's gonna do it for this episode. I think so. Taste Cast episode seventy five. Again, yeah, you've been talking about that antsy in the pantsy thing for for all day. Yeah. Um, it's been a long, long day of antsiness. Uh, yeah. Um, I want to thank Paul for joining us again. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah. yeah. You always you always add a lot to the conversation, which I really appreciate. I like people who can hang in there and fucking talk about sweet rolls. Um, <laughs> sure. I'll be back at some point. Yeah, definitely. Anytime. Uh, but I would love for you to uh, let our uh, community know about your podcast. Uh, I listen to it. I like it a lot. I really like music. So if you want to plug yeah. it. Uh, radio.com um, is the website. And we our podcast is on uh, iTunes and uh, Podstitcher or Stitcher or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't allowed to have it on Spotify or Google because we have a bunch of music. Uh, pretty much it's a new music recommendation and music review podcast where we listen to a bunch of music and try to talk about mostly good stuff, a couple bad things. Um, but it's genreless, so or genre full as we like to say. So it's all different kinds of music. The only like we try to listen to good music and subjective, but it, that's where a lot of the fun in the podcast comes from. I uh, have samples of all the music around 30 seconds, um, little clips here and there. So it takes a lot of work to, to prepare. Um, so hopefully you guys like it, but um, I'm working on a new one. We should be getting that recorded uh, towards the end of the week. So a new episode is incoming. So yeah, come check it out. Broken Rail Pal Radio. Yeah, definitely check it out. I've listened to all the episodes and uh, a thing I really appreciate about your podcast is um, the flow of it. You don't stay on one topic for too long. So you get in there, you you guys listen to a part of a song, which I appreciate you even played the clip because most people probably wouldn't do that. They'd be afraid of getting in trouble on that. And then you guys will discuss it and move into another one. And as a guy who likes music myself, the the variety of genre is awesome to hear because I know a lot of people like to stay in their safe zone and listen to you know the genre they like and that would get really boring for me so I really appreciate just the flow and how much different types of music guys are listening to it's awesome yeah I mean I do it for myself too because like it's so hard there's so much music now to keep up with mm-hmm. oh um, dude yeah and there's no way obviously at all but this is like driven me to like search out such like new stuff that's out of my safe zone and stuff like that that I ended up loving so mm-hmm. I'm having a lot of fun with it so. Um, yeah. Yeah. And we have playlists on Spotify and Apple Music as well. If you just search for the user Broken Dial Radio, you should be able to find it. Very cool. Uh, yeah, check it out. Um, but yeah, uh, that's going to do it. So um, make sure to like, subscribe to Joe's episode. Make sure to check out our other episodes. Check us out on Tumblr, Twitter, and Facebook at Taste Loot Gaming. I'm going to do something with the Facebook at some point. It's, it's been sitting there for a while. Uh, Facebook's constantly like, you got like 17 people looking at it. Dude, like, that one. And- Those pictures of sweet rolls. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm about to it's actually new, post something to our Tumblr. This, I'm going to get a sweet roll. This, up there. The sweet roll fucking Facebook. If you want everything to know about Tasty Loot Gaming and sweet rolls, fucking check that out. Uh, 
Check me and Chris out on uh, Twitch at Tasty Senpai, all one word for me, Tasty underscore fruit for Chris. I asked you this last time. I think you said no, but do you have a Twitch, Paul? Uh, no. I mean, I do, but I'm never on it, so okay. it's pointless. Fair. I probably should say that as well, but I, I, get, I hop on there almost well. But uh, hit this for no reason. Hit the <laughs> notification button to know when we go live because that shit's always finicky on everything nowadays. And uh, yeah, check us out on uh, iTunes, Spotify, um, and other podcast platforms. All the links are down below. We got like nine different ones if you want to listen to us. And if you're listening to us and you want to watch us, come check us out on YouTube at Tasty Loot Gaming. Uh, check out our Discord as well down in the description box as well. If you want to talk to us personally and be like, hey. I'm also the biggest fan of sweet rolls. I can't believe how much that episode resonated with me. I mean, you have no idea life changing and we'll be like, dude, they're okay. We kind of like them, but I mean, they, there's better things. Yeah. You can also them. tell us how much you don't like sweet rolls. We'd be very interested. It's pretty much. We need to know how you feel about sweet rolls. Yeah, so get, tell us. get in that discord and be like, dude, fuck Shut up about the sweet rolls. All right. And be like, no, it's got that orange glaze to it. And are we talking about the sexual sweet rolls or normal? Sweet Whatever. Rolls? Um, <laughs> and yeah, uh, my name's Seth. I'm Chevy. I'm Chris. I'm Paulie. And uh, yeah, until the next episode. Uh, have a good week, guys, and take it easy. Happy sweet rolling. Is that a thing? Do people sweet roll? Yeah.